What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 174 of Smack Talk, presented by SmartOutMoment.com. I'm Tony Mango, the host of the panel, and with me, you guys know who the panel is, but we're going to introduce him anyway. Drew White. Who is the official co-host for this episode of Smack Talk? Ooh, ooh, sure he is. <laughs> we got Steven Wego. Drew White is the co-host of Smack Talk. <laughs> and we've got Mike Payton. Uh, yes, Payton. This is off to a good start again. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Oh, <laughs> uh, geez, we're in a goofy mood tonight, and that's good because we've got a goofy different uh, <laughs> main event coming your way. We're going to talk about the 2015 class of the Smart Out Moment Hall of Fame. We've got another main event, too, the WWE Hall of Fame uh, Class of 2015. We're going to do a Wrestling with the Past edition for that. Got the hot tags the real up. Hall of Fame. Yeah, the real Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, that other one that's not the smart cut moment one. Yeah. We've got, like, guns and shit in ours. Who do they have? <laughs> but we got so some hot can tags. We in, can we induct the uh, Spanish announce table just so they can't do it first? Uh, maybe Ooh. Next you know what's going to be sad is if we have a physical location before they do. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that might end up happening. <laughs> For all we know. Uh, that's coming up in the future, though. We've got hot tags coming up, uh, part two, rest hold in part three, fantasy league at the end of the show, and we're in part one right now, which means it's time for the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the ask him. <laughs> the ahem. <laughs> if we had a soundboard, we should just get. You know what? We should add that to the soundboard. The uh, the ahem from the critic. For the, oh, that's a good one. There you go. That'll be coming in the future, too. Uh, last week's question was from Mr. Payton, and uh, the question to the panel was, what is the first WrestleMania to crown a new WWE champion, and who won the title? That was WrestleMania four, Randy Savage. And the question to the audience was, which is the first WrestleMania where the WWE title did not change hands? So what was the answer for that one, Payton? Well, the answer to that one is... The very first WrestleMania, because the WWE title did not change hands. In fact, it wasn't even defended, so how could it have changed hands? It was on Hulk Hogan, who was in that tag match in the main event. Shame on you for people who not picking up on that one. That was an easy one. Yeah. yeah. They did pick up on uh, a lot of that, because um, obviously we kind of threw out the reference there that it was a Tony question, <laughs> sort of. Um, let's see who got it right, who got it wrong, what else everybody else said. Rosa Show says, WrestleMania won because Hogan was the champ going in and was champ heading out, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Silent Wind of Doom says, WrestleMania, that seems to make sense, unless... Wait, it wait, did... it could be mean this WrestleMania. Right, yeah, you didn't specify. Hang uh, on, he didn't say WrestleMania play button. Oh, okay. Uh, that's true, yeah. Uh, he says, that seems to make sense, unless it did change hands, and it changed to someone who had already been champion, but I can't think of anyone else besides Hogan being the champ at the time, and he was in a four-man match that wasn't a title match, so I'll go with WrestleMania. Payton, for asking this question, I will do nothing, because you are a very nice man. Fuck Tony, though, and Lanny Papa. Oh. I got a question. What about if it changes guy, changes hands to a guy that has no hands? Ooh. It... I, don't think that, I don't think that's ever happened, so we'll cross that bridge when we get to it can catch these hands uh Morris supremo says if it is a tony question i say the first one if it's an actual question <laughs> it will be number two it's hard because all of you are fucking assholes because there's my answer uh, but there's my answers and fuck lady Pafo and fuck tony and fuck drew but still all of you are fucking assholes uh watchman king says wrestlemania 2 
Peter Piccinini, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, <laughs> new person. I don't remember coming across your name before, so welcome uh, to the show. Uh, yeah, Peter. now that Peyton discussed his name, he won't be coming back. <laughs> Uh, he says Mania 1 wasn't defended 2 if Hulk defends best King Kong buddy brother what (laughs) (laughs) so I'm botching your name and I don't know what's going on with that but thank you for leaving a comment Peter (laughs) hopefully next week is a lot better Uh, hopefully you'll still be here yeah Johnny Castaway says Michael Payton I hope you have all your limbs chopped off by Lanny Poffo and then have Hornswoggle choke you to death by dipping his shitty little midget beard in your mouth. Wow. Also WrestleMania 2. So any retorts for him getting it wrong? Um, shame Whoa. on you. You know what's going to be awesome with all this Lanny Poffo hate? He's finally going to get inducted into a Hall of Fame but it'll be ours. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be fuck Lanny Poffo was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, and finally, Mono Apex says WrestleMania 2, hashtag give Divas a chance, hashtag give Truth a chance, hashtag give Pafo a chance, hashtag give Tensai a chance, hashtag give the boat a chance. The boat? <laughs> hashtag give See. Uncle Samoa Joe a chance. Boat. Hashtag give Tony a... Eh, fuck him. Oh, man. These uh, are significantly better than the old ask him answers where it was just kind of like I think it's this one yeah I remember when people just like answered the question and that was all they did <laughs> what a wa- what a waste of an opportunity of what people could have been putting there now we're giving uh, the boat a chance and Uncle Samoa Joe and you know it's only a matter of time years. before if anybody actually does happen to be googling for Lanny Poffo that these are all going to be popping up maybe we should do that thing that Reddit does where it's like if enough people vote this and upvote then the first chance uh, that somebody searches for that it'll be whatever like if you search for george w bush for a little bit it like a potato popped up maybe we can get that going it's just be like fuck lanny poffo to where anytime somebody googles lanny poffo smack talk pops up he's just like a bunch of assholes what are the best, these guys the best part of it is though is he's the type of guy to google his own name yeah that's true yeah i was about to say i don't think anybody is actually googling lanny poffo so that would be the one thing that's left out of it but yeah you you just mentioned somebody who would have <laughs> All right, so Drew, you've got this week's questions, right? Yes, I do. All right, so with them. Well, dude, at WrestleMania over the years, there have been a number of matches that ended in submission. Who has won the most matches by submission? John Cena. Well, yes, John Cena is one of them. I forgot to mention. There's <laughs> two number ones. So who's the other Ooh, one? Um... Mm, I'm going to say either Kurt Angle or Chris Benoit. Nope. And it's not Bret Hart. And it's Bret Hart. Ding, ding, a ling, a ling. John Cena and Bret Hart. Both with three submission wins at WrestleMania. But yeah. I mean, Chris Benoit only had one, I believe. Wasn't that Stevie Richards? I don't know. Anyways, moving on. My question to the audience. There have been three hair versus hair matches at WrestleMania. Who were the participants in each match, and which WrestleManias were there? Oh, wow. Three of them. My God. I, I know which ones they are. Ooh, ooh, what do you fucking do? I shouldn't have given a number. I, sh- I, I totally fucked that one up, but yeah, they're. Yeah. No, I don't think that that like, totally gives it away. I didn't even know that there were three. I could only think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, and that was the one that was recent. So yeah, there were three hair versus hair matches. 
which who were they who were a part of them and uh, who won the match and which was WrestleMania's were they? Uh, so we're adding extra questions and what was the buy rate for that WrestleMania? <laughs> and where were was in where was Drew at the time and. <laughs> right. What was Drew eating when he was watching WrestleMania? <laughs> I was, for one of them, I would have at least been in the womb. So consider that. The womb! Mm. Alright guys, if you have a uh, guess for this, or you know the answers, but I don't think that you know all the answers to all these extra questions that we just tacked on, <laughs> but uh, go ahead, leave a comment below, send a tweet at the um, at Smartout Moment with the hashtag AskHim. Next week, we'll read all the answers and do what we normally do, but what we normally do after this is what we're going to do next. So, hot tags coming up in the next part. Stay tuned, everybody. Click on that next video. Welcome back, everybody. We are on part two of episode 174. It's time for the hot tags of the week. We've got one hot tag, one hot lunch bag, essentially. Let's go through the hot lunch bag first. Fans at Raw were dressed up as Ric Flair, IRS, Ultimate Warrior, a couple other things, and they decided that they forced them to change their clothes. They aren't allowed to dress up like that anymore, I guess. Or maybe there was just something with what they were wearing. I don't know, but if you've got people that are dressed up as clowns and shit, and they allow that, I don't see really why it would be an issue for them to be dressed up as Ric Flair. Or IRS. Maybe Ultimate Warrior would be a little bit, like, insensitive in some way or something, but, um, I don't know, this seems a little odd. I haven't heard much else to the story, so I don't know if they were just being rowdy and causing an issue or what, but they weren't ejected, they just had to change their clothes. What do you guys think about this, and what do you think in general about people dressing up? Is that something that's kind of ridiculous, or are you, you know, all happy when you see people dressed up as Hulk Hogan and shit? I like it when people are dressed up because it adds, it's just a dedicated some fans are to the idea of wrestling. I mean, if you go to any other sporting event, there's going to be people dressed up in certain ways, wh whether it's not actually imitating the guy itself, but instead you'll see like the crazy fans who wear like all the crazy stuff with it. I'm completely fine with fans dressing up and, you know, show, at least showing some that they're interested in wrestling. I mean, those type of fans are usually the ones that will go crazy during the show and they're actually voicing showing what they like and hate so when it comes to that then yeah it's just if they were being rowdy and something like that i understand why they would want to like push them away get them out of there but at the same time making them change i find a little weird you know in a way so i don't know how i personally feel about that no it has absolutely nothing to do with the fans being rowdy in fact i'm pretty confident these fans are doing absolutely nothing what this was done was because of a history of things that happened what do fans in the arena tend to do when they're getting bored with a match. Oh, there's they'll chant the commentators, or if they see a macho man Randy Savage go in the crowd, they'll start chanting Randy Savage. Exactly. They are a distraction to the crowd. Whether they knew it or not, whether it was their intention or not, that's how they're looking at it from a production standpoint. And that way, it's it's tough to say. Um, you know, you, you go to some other productions, like I think TNA had this rule for a while, or I know Lucha Underground is this way now, where you can't wear anything with a logo there, let alone a wrestling thing. But you can't wear any type of company logo when you go to their recordings. Um, they they have that right. I mean, we got to remember when you're not just going to like any regular old show. You're going to a soundstage essentially when you go to these wrestling performances. So they have that right. Whether you want to agree with it, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's harmless. I like the idea of people dressing up. I think it's fun and. On the other side of the coin, if people are resorting to having to chant for people who are sitting in the front row, then what the fuck does that say about what you're putting on in the ring? Right. 
Yeah, exactly. There shouldn't be anything of a distraction going on in the crowd that people are paying attention to because they should be locked onto what's happening in the ring. Because the thing is, they're not paying for the guy in the crowd. They're paying for what's going on in the ring and mm-hmm. all, in that area. Okay, if they're getting distracted by someone in the crowd, that really shows that your quality of what you're putting out is mm-hmm. not that good. At the same time, you're gonna have fans that want to just like make a stand, just like do their own thing because they're people like that so you'll have like your Wrestlemania afters that do like just do the stupid chance and stuff that's just what you expect with it and they and when it gets to that time WWE always addresses it like oh man we got the people from all over the world here tonight it's gonna be crazy yeah that stuff's fine but at the same time you gotta put on a good product if you don't want distractions to happen still though like isn't part of that part of the fun too like is like I'm with you. It's like take. I don't like them taking the fun out of it. There's if you look at a WWE crowd from the '90s or early 2000s even, and then take a look at wrestling fat crowds now. They're not as colorful, not just in costume, but I mean in science. There's barely any science. It's because WWE is so anal about what goes on their cameras that they no, don't allow shit anymore. It's no, too homogenized. I, I, today, and now a lot of people won't even risk it anymore because of how anal they are. Today, for the first time, I uh, not the first time, but I watched that the Monday Night Wars thing they had on the uh, network. I thought I'd check it out today because I've never, I've never sat down and watch it. And just in the first two episodes alone, you'll you'd see people in the crowd just like wearing no shirts and with like just like the letters drawn out on them. I mean, you never see stuff like that anymore. The only times you ever see anyone actually dressing up in ways like you guys say is like they're dressing up to mimic a wrestler in some capacity, like. My favorite's always uh, the, whoever's dressed as John Cena and looks like him. Yeah, that guy's pretty cool. I, see, I like I like seeing the weird people, like you know the really fat gold dust and the <laughs> the Carlito that's not the slightest bit Hispanic and stuff. Like that well, shit's fun. So, uh, I would go as Carlito now. That's such a good idea. Yeah, like if if I was sitting there in the audience and then you walked by and you were dressed up as Carlito, I would laugh my ass off and. You know, if that's going to be that much of a distraction and I'm not paying attention to the match that's going on, well, then that match blows. And that's not, you know, Carlito's fault for that. So, I don't know. I think that this is uh, kind of odd. But if they are going to start policing that you can't dress up like that, then what the hell? You know, stop being so homogenized. All right, our second hot tag... uh bigger story when it comes to actually you know what's going to happen in wrestling is uh kevin owens just went through some knee surgery he says that he's not going to really be taking that much time off he's going to plow right through this and he's going to get back in action really quickly i'm not hearing any buzzing from any of the dirt sheets that he's going to be relinquishing the title or he's going to be out for weeks or months or anything else like that i guess it was just sort of like a you know quick little knee surgery and maybe they didn't have a whole lot of things scheduled for him to do over the next couple of weeks for NXT perfect timing if that's the case um, they don't seem to be building towards anything at Wrestlemania so he's not missing that if he's going to be wrestling Alex Riley they've got enough time that they can give him a little bit of a rest the next takeover hasn't been announced so there's not building up to that or anything um, I would assume that this isn't that big of a deal but hopefully uh, it's not a situation where he needs to get a second surgery or that can impact him in any way or whatever, but what do you guys think about the situation? Are you nervous about Kevin Owens? Do you think that this is blown out of proportion, or is this um, something you're going to be paying a lot of attention to? There's no reason to be 
Sorry, go on, Peyton. No, I was probably saying the exact same thing you were. There's nothing to be concerned here. It's a minor surgery. <clears throat> NXT is set up in a way where they can have him hold on to that title for a while, and it's not going to cause any kind of problem for them in their program. Um, he doesn't have to defend the title every week or even every month. He can go a number of months and be sidelined with it. Uh, my favorite part of this whole thing is the fact that this has allowed him a lot of time to just kind of like hang out at home and uh, sit on Twitter because <laughs> some of the things he's been posting on Twitter lately have just been absolutely golden. In fact, in uh, response to this very thing, someone tweeted to him, hey, Kevin, get well soon. And Kevin Owens replies, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Yeah, the couple of things that you had sent me, I'm like, damn, Kevin Owens is funny too. Like, he's good in the ring, he's good on the mic, and he's fucking funny on Twitter. This is great. Like, what was the other thing about the uh, congrats on the marriage? Oh, yeah, someone was like, I can't believe what you did to my hubby, Alex Riley. And he replies, congrats on the marriage, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> like, such a dick response. Like, I think that's what we would do if we were in that kind of a role. Where it's like, you gotta be on Twitter. Oh, Alright, All right. I'll interact with the fans. Hey, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Like, yeah, but I'd be the guy that gets fired for Twitter. Yeah, well you'd be like the Ryback who doesn't delete his tweets. <laughs> <laughs> tweet and fuck you anyway. Yeah. Or you'd be the, the hacked version of Kurt Angle. Oh, I got hacked again. Oh, again? Uh, yeah. You could be cranky Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, what do you think about the Kevin Owens knee surgery situation? I mean, if he's able to take time off and he doesn't necessarily, like you guys said, he doesn't need to be there every week. He doesn't have to defend the title as much because you know, NXT does their their way of stuff differently, then hey, by all means, take the time off. I am a bit, I'm not 100% concerned, but I am a little concerned at least because, you know, WWE has this tendency in the past at least that someone will get injured and they lose all the momentum that they've been building up for him. Though uh, a counter argument to that is Enzo Mori, just like he was broke his leg and he came back and he's about to win the NXT titles, tag titles. So I think Kevin Owens will be fine uh, as long as this doesn't become a major thing going on in the future. Uh, knee surgery of any sort is very serious. And yeah, so, you know, get well and just, uh, well, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want him to tell me to fuck off. But yeah, just, uh, you know, you got to be careful about the knees, you know. Maybe you can get some lipo ways on the table. You really think that he needs to lose quite a bit of weight? No, I'm just taking the piss. I actually like um, I actually like that he carries a bit of extra weight. Um, the more people with unique bodies in WWE, the better. That's kind of what Roos, that's one of Rusev's appeal, is that he looks like a potato. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. If we could get some other vegetables in the mix, that'd be amazing. Getting some uh, guy that looks like broccoli with like that kind of a hairdo shit. I'm down I think with we that. need more wrestlers with the weird like split pecs. The what? You know, like that weird condition that like splits your pecs apart. Like Kofi Kingston has it, and Chris Jericho <laughs> has it. Oh, where you kind of get like that gap in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. What you're Pe- Pectus ex- excavatum. Yeah, that. Yeah, that thing. Is that the actual name, or are you just like bullshitting? <laughs> yes, it is. I have it, so that's why I know. <laughs> Alright, Wago, go to WWE. Peyton wants more of you people there. Alright. More, more you people. Yeah. More of your kind. <laughs> then you can do the whole shit with the Twitter account, and then you can get fired. And then we can have you as a special guest on SmackDown. Oh shit, fat. That's a perfect way yeah. to get a successful podcast. Get fired from WWE. Yeah, there you go. So what everyone yeah. else does. Yeah, that's what makes a good podcast when you have someone with wrestling experience. <laughs> 
So after the rest hold break that we're going to have in a second, we're going to come back start doing all the Hall of Fame stuff. Stay tuned, everybody. Click on the next video. Welcome to the rest hold part of the program, everyone. This is our commercial break section where we tell you everything you need to know this week to promote the Smart Out Moment brand, the channel itself, the A Mango Tree branches out there, and anything else that is happening. The outside interference articles are as follows for the Bleacher Report side of things. WWE is dropping the ball with Sting's build to WrestleMania 31. And for e-wrestling news, WWE WrestleMania 31 should WWE book NXT wrestlers on the card. And if you're interested in reading my opinions about those two subject matters, then what you can do is go to the Bleacher Report and e-wrestling news profiles. You can find the links on Facebook and Twitter for both Tony Mango and Smartout Moment. Or you can go to the YouTube description below if you're watching this there. Or finally, another alternative is you can go to the homepage of SmartOutMoment.com and underneath the Outside Interference section, you will find links to these two articles and some of the more recent ones. The Smart My Words comment of the week goes to The Roses Show. He responded to our fantasy booking of The Road to WrestleMania, gave a card of his own, Breaks it down from pre-show onward and gives reasons for all of his matches, who would win them, who's feuding, why they're feuding, all that stuff. Very long post, so I can't read it here, as long as I was hoping that the responses would be. Awesome uh, job, Rosa Show. Thanks for sending that in. Thank you, of course, to everybody else who left comments as well this week and participated in all the different avenues that we've got. Make sure you guys do that each and every week and tell us to smart your words. And one of those other avenues is facebook.com slash group slash the Megamaniacs. That's where we goof off throughout the week. So if you're on Facebook, make sure you sign up for that group. You'll have a lot of fun. The next edition of the Monthly Mailbag is coming up on episode 178. So prep those questions. Get to know us better by picking our brains about anything that you guys want to know. Fill up the inbox. Go to the contact form of smartoutmoment.com. Shoot us an email and we'll answer anything that you guys send our way. Sign Me Up Initiative, if you bring a Smart Out Moment sign to any wrestling-related events that you attend in the near future, send me a picture or a video of yourself, and I'll give you a spotlight on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. On the monetary side of things, if you want to throw some spare change our way, there's three ways that you could do that to help support the website and the channel itself. Patreon.com slash SmartOutMoment, the PayPal donation button at the bottom of SmartOutMoment.com, and this YouTube channel is eligible for fan funding. So if you go to the homepage of that channel, YouTube.com slash SmartOutMoment, you will find a little module on the right-hand side that says Support This Channel. To give back to you guys, though, we're holding another one of our contests partnered up with TV Store Online, and this time around you can win a macho man randy savage t-shirt because the hall of fame you know we're gonna be talking about that a little bit later so if you want to know how to win that then go to the facebook twitter or smartoutmoment.com there's more information and a list of all the ways that you can enter multiple different times if you guys want to hear more of our opinions about different things and want to subscribe to more podcasts and more articles that we write and everything like that two different ways that you can do that outside of the wrestling side of things fanboysanonymous.com is my other website for all the geek culture stuff so facebook twitter youtube itunes stitcher you can check all that information there the other one is the all talk show which is our randomized topic podcast whatever happens you know that's just whatever 
you can listen to live episodes of that on megapowersradio.com. We will tell you on facebook.com slash alltalkshow when we decide to do a live episode. Uh, and if you can't get a chance to check that out live, then you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, and youtube.com slash alltalkshow. Finally, if you're interested in joining the Smart Out Moment team as a writer, editor, or anything else for that matter, then you can send in your application using the contact form of the website, and I will get back to you with more information as soon as I can. And that will do us in for the rest of it, everybody. Stay tuned. We have two main events coming. Our co-main event is going to be uh, Hall of Fame related, and our main event is going to be Hall of Fame related. So stay tuned for that, guys. Click on that next video. We will be right back. Alrighty, guys, we are back from the rest hold. It's time to start getting into all of our Hall of Fame stuff that we're going to do for this part and the next part. We've got Sean Walker joining us for this talk. What's up, Sean? Not a lot. So we're doing the you? Ask Him now for Sean? Yeah, do you know the answer they Ask Him, Sean? Uh, what are Drew the... Barrymore. <laughs> who gets the um, most amount of submission victories at WrestleMania? Ric Flair. All right, you're off to a bad start. So <laughs> what we're going to do for the Hall of Fame, we are breaking this up into two different parts. WWE's Hall of Fame is what we're going to talk about now, do a little wrestling with the past retrospective, and then we're going to get into the Smart Out Moment Hall of Fame in the next part. So before we get into all the weird shit that's happening there, let's talk about the non-weird shit, I guess you should call it. Uh, although it is an odd uh, class that we have for this year, and i got to say, it's not the strongest one. Um, we got some good names, though. And we got some people that deserve to be in there. We got some that eh, we're not going to have too much to talk about. But, you know, we're going to oh, focus Oh, so for this... me, uh, essentially, uh, the most I can talk about is a fucking dead kid, so. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> uh, well, we do have uh, who Drew just affectionately referred to as the fucking <laughs> dead kid. <laughs> Connor the Crusher McCulloch or McCulloch or how do you pronounce that for sure? Not gonna work here. (laughs) Damn, I want to watch Office Space now. Um, We have Arnold Schwarzenegger for the celebrity induction. We have Alundra Blaze for the diva. Rikishi, the fat guy. Larry Zabisco for the old, old star. The Bushwhackers for the tag team. And our headliner, the posthumous Macho Man Randy Savage. And also, there's one more I'm gonna throw out there that hasn't been confirmed yet, but it's been rumored for quite a while and he's probably going to be the last person that gets the headlining spot kevin nash so uh let's go person to person here different um thoughts about the class in general what do you guys think about this payton it's uh you know it really depends if kevin nash is going in um that that really makes a big big difference because if kevin nash is going in this is a passable class. It's just fine. They, they have enough star power there. They have enough people that I'm interested in watching going in there. Um, I think they'll be able to create enough fun moments at the ceremony to make this all worth it. If Kevin Nash is not going in there, the only name that I think majority of people really care about going in there is Macho Man, and he's not going to be there. Um, the rest of the people, you can make an argument whether they deserve to be in there or not. It's, it's whatever. It, I, it's... Definitely the weakest class they've done in a while, and and I, I really hope Kevin Nash is included because if he's not, it's it's going to be a piss poor ceremony. John, what do you think? 
I think this is a very lackluster Hall of Fame because I've never heard of most of these people because I started watching wrestling, got into wrestling in like 2001, 2002. So, yeah. But if Kevin Nash does get inducted, does he get like two separate rings for two separate knees? Like knee replacement A, knee replacement B. Maybe that'll be like the alternative to the Ric Flair getting two rings thing. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Drew, what are your thoughts? Well, Kevin Nash will just get two knee braces instead of actual like rings. So um, I'm actually, I don't know, I actually know most of the people going in. I, I just don't know much of the Bushwhackers. And when they mention Larry Zbigowski, I, <laughs> I didn't have any, I had no clue who he was. But the rest of them I can somewhat relate to. I mean, Macho Man, everyone knows who he is. I mean, the only thing, Blaze, is, to me, I think might be out of all of them other than Larry, the ex, that I know the least amount. And the only reason why I know her is because of her throwing a title in the trash can. Her name is Medusa. Medusa. Call her by what her freaking name is. I don't know. Blaze. What a bunch of bullshit. Good old Debbie. It's like Scott Hall going in as fucking Razor Ramon. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Shit, I didn't know this was the WCW Hall of Fame. Damn. But anyways. Well, they're putting in Larry Zabisco. (laughs) 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 Good point. Yeah, but they can argue he's more of an AWA guy and they purchased AWA. Then again, they purchased WCW. Anyways, uh, you guys talked already. Uh, Steve, and you'll get your time. But anyways. (laughs) Arnold. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So... I'm fine with him going in. Rikishi. I I actually like Rikishi. The thing is, the Hall of Fame doesn't really mean much to me, mainly because none of these guys, other than Rikishi, who was fading out, none of these guys were really wrestling when I started getting in in like 2004. So the Hall of Fame won't mean much to me until like I actually get to see the guys who I grew up watching, like uh, Chris Jericho, Christian. I mean, Edge and Eddie Guerrero, yeah, but... Eddie Guerrero died, and that that was just a forced introduction because induction because he died. So yeah, when when it gets around a time that I personally have a connection with most of these wrestlers, I'll 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 I will care more. But until that day happens, uh, this doesn't mean much to me. If they add Kevin Nash to the mix, then I think it'll be a good class. I mean, if it if he doesn't, then yeah, it might be a, just an average class. But I don't think it's that bad. I think. Rikishi's gonna. I mean, I just think the people going in for the most part, they're doable. I'm pretty sure they've had worse in the past. Wego, what are your first general impressions? Yeah, I just think this is a weak class altogether. I'm not very impressed by it. I'm not a fan of Rikishi going in. I'm not a fan of the Bushwhackers going in and the Dead Kid going in. So. Overall, then when we go through each one, I'll give my deeper opinions on it, but not not overly impressed. Kevin Nash will boost it up a lot, and I think he'll provide some entertainment. But these speeches are probably going to be god awful too. Oh, we got to listen to Larry Zabisco talk. Ugh. Scott uh, Hall went in, right? Yeah, he went in, in last year. year. Yeah, well, fucking. Do you ever watch this shit, Drew? <laughs> no, I don't watch the Hall of Fame because, I, like I said, I really don't care much about the Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, they only fucking talk about it every week on Raw leading up to it. So, did you watch the yeah. Raws last year? 
Anyways, the thing is, I, I don't understand why they didn't have Kevin Ash go in before Scott Hall. I feel like Kevin Ash is a lot more accomplished than Scott Hall was. No, you know no, why? Drew, this isn't your turn. You get to speak later. You know why they did? Because they aren't sure that Scott Hall's going to be around all that time. Well, he's still around now. Yeah. But they inducted um, Jake the Snake, too. It's just kind of like, let's just do it while we can now. And, you know. He's clean. Go, go, go. I feel like, I feel like. The thing is, I don't think that'd be we wouldn't be saying that now, and I feel like we're saying that more now. It's just because uh, the Ultimate Warrior's death was just fucking like random as shit, and I feel like people are gonna stress that out, stress that more when it comes to like other wrestlers who may be be coked out or just like you know, just like a recurring drug addict that they're gonna try to push them in when they don't really need to be in yet because they're afraid that they're going to die. I think we just have rare instances of people dying, so I think that should not be a big deal when it comes to people getting inducted. I understand what you're saying with that, but I, there's still life now, so that's just living proof that they could have waited longer to do it. Just like with Savage, it was just random. You can't predict death, like you guys said, like you said, but you don't need to be pushing guys that don't necessarily need to go in, but Savage should have been in a while ago and shouldn't have taken them this long. So let's save um, Savage for last. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about with him and um, quite a bit with Connor probably too, so maybe we'll see him for middle <laughs> round. Um, but let's knock out the guy that we most likely are just going to skip right past, Larry Zabisco. What do you guys think about this? I mean, I don't really have that much of an opinion about Larry Zabisco because I don't watch older wrestling at all. Like, I can't find it entertaining. I've tried checking out, like, old Don Morocco stuff and old uh, Danny Hodge and I can't stand it like it's boring as all hell to me so Out of anything all. from like AWA and stuff it's just you know impossible for me to watch it so I only know Larry Zabisco from his WCW days and I was never that big on WCW to begin with so that's a very very small pool to kind of draw from Yep. I don't. I I think Zabisco has the second most interesting last name out of all these guys. <laughs> Funny thing is, is that Larry Zabisco is actually named after a really old wrestler um, from like the 1910s that was back in like the Frank Gotch era of wrestling. He just decided to steal his name and be like, yeah, I'm gonna call myself Larry Zabisco. So he's a fraud from the very fucking beginning. That's not his real name. <laughs> That's not his real name. No. What is it? Is it like Larry uh, Smith and he's just being a dick? Maybe it is his real name. I don't know. But there was a wrestler named Larry Zabisco before him. And I don't know. Maybe they're related for all I fucking know. Either way, he's not him. And he never deserved to have the same fucking name, whether it was his real name or not. Oh, my God. His real name's Lawrence Whistler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? I can't blame him for taking Larry Zabisco then. Yeah, but you got to go with a name that's just like mashing a keyboard. What the fuck? <laughs> Well, again, that was the name of a guy back then. And that was back when you had a lot of, like, uh, you know, German and that type of uh, region people coming in. Um, as far as John the, Cena would face now. The, the, the Larry <laughs> Zabisco himself, listen, he has his place there. He he is a guy that's old and still alive, so he can actually show up and make an appearance. So I get why they're going with a guy like him. I'm guessing they're not on bad terms. I, From the things I've seen this guy do in interviews, he's a fucking psycho and a complete egomaniac like he obviously he told jester that he had real wrestling potential <laughs> the, the, my favorite thing this guy has ever said is that he was responsible for the high ratings that wcw had in 1996 and 1997 it was because of him what like his 
commentary? His commentary, and the, he got involved in a few matches and things like that too. But <laughs> well, he, I think he's the same as the signature voice of WCW, which is a load of bullshit. Tony Schiavone was always was, and to the end was the signature voice of WCW. So, I think he was. That sounds like he was just saying that because he was in character. Essentially, I feel like that's a little bit stretched out. Thanks for interrupting me. You're welcome. He was the third man at best, and he wasn't even a good third man. Mike Tanay was the good third man that they had. Good old Fuck. Iron Mike. Fuck Larry Zabisco. Who would you say would be the second man? Other than uh, maybe Heenan. Would it be Taz. Uh, well, Heenan's like a guarantee, but like as, as far as like the WCW specific guys, you know, like the Mark Maddens and the uh, Fuck Mark Madden. Bischoff. Yeah, Bischoff did do commentary for a bit. Bischoff was the play-by-play before Shivani took over, really. Yeah. Huh. Either way, uh, Zabisco is not <laughs> responsible for those 90s uh, ratings. It's like, yeah, people say that NWO thing really took off. That nah, was it was Zabisco. <laughs> he is also one of the ugliest motherfuckers I've ever seen. <laughs> like he's got like this weird alien-shaped head. His kid has it too. If you ever look at his kid, like they're, they're fucking hideous. <laughs> Uh, look this off, look at his head when he comes out and makes his speech. Got it. <laughs> what else do you guys think about Zabisco? Wago, you didn't really uh, chime in too much. You got any opinions about him? Yeah, I just watched WWE's documentary on AWA, and it was pretty much, oh, uh, that guy? Yeah, I think he was family or something, so they could trust to put the belt on him, and that's why he even has a fucking career. So, nothing special. Does he deserve it? By some standards, yes. So... He's just an old guy that they can put in, like Peyton said. Um, they don't want. There isn't too much going for this Hall of Fame, so if they can have anyone speak, it's better than nothing. Since they're, since their main event won't. In fact, they've got two dead people in this fucking Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Is that the first time they ever had two? Oh, is it one of the Bushwhackers dead? Yeah. Really? It says three. One of them's yeah. dead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of the Bushwhackers is dead. Which one? Yeah. So, so they're just the bushwhacker now. Yeah, <laughs> the bushwhacker. That sounds terrible. The, the name itself is terrible. Jeez. Well, let's talk about the bushwhackers a little bit. A lot of people are saying that they are easily the uh, least worthy of being in the Hall of Fame for this year. No. Yeah, I'm hearing that quite. A bit. No. I don't think that that's the case. Yeah, there's worse. Yeah, I think that. The situation with um, the whole Connor thing, you can kind of make a case for that a little bit. Um, I do agree, though. I don't think that they really should go into the Hall of Fame, at least not this year. But, man, I, I don't know. Like, this is not something that I would have been looking forward to. Like, you know, we made lists in the past of, I can't wait until this guy gets into the Hall of Fame. And, man, it's eventually it's going to get to the point where they induct Vader and they induct this guy and this guy and... I don't think anybody ever mentioned the Bushwhackers. But what do you guys think? Is uh, is this a good tag team to throw in there for the tag team division? Or should you yeah, be bringing sure. Definitely some other people? Not. The uh, Bushwhackers were more of a comedy tag team than they were anything. They had a really weird gimmick. And what do most people remember the Bushwhackers for? For that time that Hulk, that Hulk Hogan eliminated one of them. Well, he did a funny walk backstage. So I'm not a big fan of these guys going in. Apparently, pre 
bushwhackers that were a lot better. I wouldn't know. I'm not into them that much. So I don't. I don't think they deserve it. But again, at this point, what does it even fucking mean? The Hall of Fame qualifications mean jack shit. We got a dead kid going in this year. By the way, I'm looking this up. I don't see any information about one of them having died. Okay. Oh, he should have died. That's. <laughs> Drew, do you remember anything about the Bushwhackers from like old tapes you used to watch or anything like that? You act like I had videotapes of wrestling stuff in 2004. Are you so young that you didn't even have videotapes? No, I. I the only stuff no, that I would have. No, no. <laughs> if the only time I would have came across the Bushwhackers when I started watching wrestling is if my friend Kyle, who had a bunch of wrestling DVDs, if he'd had some random Bushwhackers with some wacky ass name for the title, Bushwhackers DVD, which I don't think he had. And he had a ton of DVDs too, but a lot of them were like ROH stuff. So I don't think I have anything to say about the Bushwhackers other than the Bushwhacker now. Apparently, if he didn't die. Sean, you've got sheep. What do you think about the sheep herders? I, I think it's a wasted spot. I would have rather seen another tag team go in, like, I don't know, New Age Outlaws or someone on that caliber or someone from that era. Too cool. But, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, too cool. Too cool, all right. I, I I prefer too cool to the fucking bushwhackers. The bushwhackers, what? Fucking retarded. Give me a break. What about the um, natural disasters? Neither of them are in the Hall of Fame, right? No. John Tenta absolutely deserves to be. Problem is, he's dead, too. Yeah, damn, that's true. Fuck. These people uh, dying. Uh, demolition John in Tenta, the Hall in of fact, fame. deserves to go in by himself. Like, I don't think he should go in as a tag team. John Tenta has a wide body of work. No pun, no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. He's, he's, he's done a lot of great things. He deserves to go in by himself at some point. What about a uh, tugboat? Uh, with, um, that one's a little tug tougher. <laughs> I don't know if tugboat is a Hall of Famer. That one's a little stretch. <laughs> okay. Bushwhackers, though, I do think deserve to go in. I think people are really underestimating their, their place. Like They were a really fun tag team at a time when tag team wrestling was awesome. They were one of the tag teams that really helped flesh things out in the late 80s, early 90s, when tag teams were the tits. That was the golden era of tag team wrestling. And they lasted all the way into, like, the, the beginning of the second tag team boom in the late 90s. Like, I, I remember that, that show I always like to talk about that I went to in Madison Square Garden where the infamous curtain call incident happened. The Bushwhackers were on that show, and that had to have been one of the last WWE performances they ever did. I don't think they were still around too much more past that. Um, so I, I remember them just as I was getting into wrestling and going back and watching the things they did before. To say that they're only remembered for being limited by Hulk Hogan, that's that's such an insult, man. These guys had all those great promos with Mean Gene when they were in like the, the back areas of uh, Australia and having like barbecues and doing all types of weird shit. I love those guys. They're a lot of fun. They, they yeah, came but- out and they like licked licked children and like, kidnapped them and shit like can you imagine people doing that these days what I ask you though is being around for a long time and being filler worthy of a hall of fame but then again what are the hall of fame standards so well, who's to say what filler is isn't everything just filler I mean we're going to say that only main eventers go in the hall of fame no people who ideally that should how it, that is how it should be no yeah I guess you could put it this way um I don't know too much about a whole lot of other sports, so you guys can fill me in on if I am saying something that's total bullshit now, but 
most of the other Hall of Fame. Oh, like that's the, so bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like uh, baseball's Hall of Fame and stuff. Like they basically the, go by. They have utility time. players go in. That you know, if they didn't, then you wouldn't have like catchers or like anybody like that go in. You wouldn't have like outfielders go in too often unless they're like sluggers. Like you have people that go in for their utility playing as well. Hmm. And I'm sure they work that way in other Hall of Fames. Drew could probably attest to that. Yeah. When it comes – well, the difference is the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame, um, it's kind of like the WWE Hall of Fame now that WWE has purchased a lot of stuff, whereas uh, it's a Hall of Fame for all levels of basketball instead of – so like it recognizes like college and professional, kind of like how WWE recognizes a lot of other stuff nowadays. But yeah, it just really depends what you do. A lot of times like in other Hall of Fames, they'll recognize stats, championships, that kind of stuff as well. So it just really just depends. I mean, if you're just some random guy who's just around for 20 years and still playing in a certain sport, that doesn't mean you'll get in the Hall of Fame. But even though WWE has a tendency to recognize people like that now. So I don't I know. Prefer, WWE, I, I think WWE is a lot different it. when it comes to that. Well, uh, they're different when it comes to that kind of stuff. I got to say, the top thing that I can remember from the Bushwhackers is probably not a Hall of Fame worthy thing, and that's that quick elimination from the Royal Rumble. However, Told you. I, I think it's fair that if a tag team gets inducted, they get inducted as a tag team because oh, that's yeah. essentially what they did. So, like, I, I like you know, I, th- I consider championships to an extent when it comes to the WWE Hall of Fame, but that's just a personal opinion. I, I, I watch other sports. They recognize stats and all that kind of stuff. I think WWE should do the same when it comes to that kind of stuff. And, yeah, so, well, like, with managers, you know, they manage so many people, and they, like, got championships, yeah. I don't think there shouldn't be, like, a point value when it comes to that kind of stuff, but, you well, know. Well, then what, what kind of stats can you go by? You can't go by wins and losses in wrestling, so you can that only go true. by how over they are. And yeah, exactly. Bushwhackers yeah. were fucking over. Yeah, true. you know, and WWE is different. So, like, you know, a lot of times you're the way you're handled as a wrestler, it depends on your uh, reaction you get, so... I sound like a broken record at this point. I'm just agreeing with whatever you guys say. But, yeah, but, well, but that, that's, that is very true. Yeah, my, my attitude with the Hall of Fame is you've got to have some, as much as it, it is kayfabe, you still have to go in there partly for credentials, too. Like, yeah, there, just cause you, because, uh, let me put it in the example. Zack Ryder was really fucking over for a while. For like Hall of Fame four career. months. Bushwhackers were over for over 10 years. You cannot compare them to Zack Ryder. That's an insult. More people remember Zack Ryder. Right Just now, so- because it was recent. Yeah, I don't think that Zack Ryder is going to go down as one of the, you know, all-time greats or anything hey. like that. I don't know. Let me ask Dace. Dace <laughs> <laughs> was so like, yeah, all fame this year. <laughs> so we all agree, essentially, that your uh, place in history when it comes to wrestling should essentially make it so you, whatever you do, that's how you get in the Hall of Fame? Is that what we were going to? Yeah. yeah I didn't, you you have to done. use a sentence that has proper structure and makes a point. I think Peyton summed it up the best where if you go with who's over the most, then it does count quite a bit for um, what's this, uh, the Bushwhackers. Which, uh, also another thing that I think is kind of funny, and this isn't just, you know, talking about whether or not they should go to the Hall of Fame, it's just something extra to go along with it. How crazy it is that they look so damn similar. Oh, yeah, they're not related or anything. They just happen to look like they're fucking twins. 
They are like, I can't tell the difference between the two of them. And they came out dressed the same, and they did that freaking little arm the thing arm they did. Thing. That was over as fuck. Exactly. That was... That's how you could tell how over they were, because they come out, and the whole crowd was doing that stupid arm thing. Like, they should pair... They were the original you know, Emma. They... I was just going to say that. When they, when they have the women come out to, like, take them to the stage, they need to have Emma out there, and she needs to do that along with them. It has to happen. They're idiots if they don't pull that off. Uh, speaking of women, though, let's talk about the woman that's going into the Hall of Fame this year, Alundra Blaze or Medusa or Deborah Michelli or Maselli or however you pronounce her name. Um, she is definitely Hall of Fame worthy as far as mm. I'm concerned. I mean, she was basically the diva in WWE before they called them divas for a couple of years there. She held that title uh, in a time period where they were trying to get back into wrestling with the women's division and stuff. and. At the very least, she was something, some kind of eye candy compared to, like, Bull Nakano. <laughs> no, who's the really fat one? Bertha Faye. Bertha Faye. Jesus God. Yeah. If we would have just had that, never would have been, like, a Trish Stratus and stuff. Not that Alundra Blaze is, you know, like, uh, she didn't make it that far in the Hottest Divas tournament, but, you know, for the 90s kind of thing, people were into her. I remember thinking that she wasn't that bad looking. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I know her because she threw a championship in a trash can. That is probably one of the most uh, famous things that she's ever done. If <sighs> that's not, revisionist history, though. That's just because that's all WWE has shown, because they've tried to vilify her for doing that dastardly thing that she did. Yeah. That's a lie, no But she, does, she did do that, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that time that she threw the tra- title in the trash can? <laughs> Alright, well, I'll tell you. I was watching Starcade uh, 2000 earlier. You know what they did with her in Starcade 2000? Not they had her. They had her defeat Evan Courageous to win the WCW Cruiserweight title. Huh. Yeah. So they totally were just like biting off the whole thing they had just done a few months earlier with China and the Intercontinental title. I didn't even know they did that because who the hell was watching WCW in 2000? Right, yeah. That's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, there was a WCW in 2000? <laughs> didn't know that. They must not have been having a whole lot of Larry Zbysko to bump up those ratings. <laughs> oh, no, Larry Zbysko was not there. That was by the time they had Mark Madden. Yeah, there you go. See, Shit, that's why maybe he's off downfall. <laughs> Man, if they had Lanny Caulfield, it would have been better. <laughs> At least they would have had the top heel of the company. Do that. So... What do you? Uh, what else do you guys think about the whole thing? Should they have inducted her as Alundra Blaze or no. Medusa, or should they have just gone by her real name? That's what I think. You know, I don't like this idea of multiple inductions. So to me, Scott Hall should have gone in as Scott Hall, not Razor Ramon. They flat out just go Scott Hall was Razor Ramon and whatever. It's not like being inducted as the Undertaker, where he's got extra gimmicks that you would want to have him take part in and stuff. To me. Go by Deborah Maselli or whatever and mention that she was both Medusa and Alundra Blaze. Hmm. You're not going to put her in twice, so you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Nobody knows who Deborah Maselli is. No, but there's a good portion of people that probably don't know who Alundra Blaze is. Yeah, but. Medusa should have been Medusa. Well, you know, they could have just like said both names and like just put a slash mark in between. Except them. De- Deborah Maselli didn't wrestle Alundra Blaze and Medusa did. 
that makes sense. Well, haven't they done that in the past with other people? Did you know her whole name is Deborah Lewinowski? Hmm. Fun fact. Lewandowski. Why don't they induct her as that then, Tony? Huh? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Why they Why induct not? her as Made in the USA? Yeah. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just go for it. Uh, yeah. Any other thoughts about Alundra Blaze before we move on? Remember that time she threw the title in the garbage can? No, when let's, was that? Let's stick my dick in it. I think it was in WCW 1994. What, the trash can? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, guys, guys, check this out. They put a title in the trash can. Look what I got. <laughs> I pissed in that bin once. I'm not going to lie. And there was, a, there was a bus of old people opposite me whilst I was having to pee, you know? Give him a cheeky wave, cheeky wink. It took pictures. What no, more do you want? That fucking Sean is an unregistered sex offender. Soon <laughs> registers. Let's talk about one of the big ones here. Uh, the new Warrior Award. We talked a little bit about this idea before on uh, the Monday Night Raw post show when they announced this, but we've had a little bit of time to sit and think about it and have it weigh on our souls, I guess you could say. Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Obviously, we can't talk about, like, you know, the great things that Connor the Crusher has done in WWE or alternative people that should be taking his spot or anything else like that, but what do you guys think? Is this something that they should be doing every year? Drew, you said you had a lot to talk about in this one. Go for it. Oh, about this one? Oh. Um, I understand. Oh, shit, I didn't think you'd ask me. (laughs) Yeah. At least first, you never ask me to do anything first. Uh, but I understand why they do this because I this is even though this is entirely and I, when I say entirely, I mean entirely a PR move. I understand why they do that. Other not Hall of Fames, but the NFL, the NBA, and the MLB, any other like sports organization will like try to do stuff like this. You know, just to show that you know they care in a certain way. That is pub PR moves as well. I understand why he's doing, why the WWE is doing it. Now, the person who actually got the award, I'm fine with him getting the award. I know Wego just going to spill about how he didn't mean for a dying Katie. He meant about how for the people in the back and that kind of stuff, they should go in the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. If they're going to take this in the context of people who like show courage and that kind of crap, I understand why they're just putting Connor in for the sole purpose of he was not a, I mean, he's not a huge face, but he did a lot for Daniel Bryan. You know, he was, you know, just around that kind of scene. And it kind of makes sense because they made a big deal about his death last year. So I get why they did it. And I'm completely fine that they decided to do it. Peyton, I know that you were against this idea before. Has your opinions uh, stayed the same or have they changed? It really depends on what they're doing. Because I'm not 100% clear. Is he going into the Hall of Fame or not? Because the way they're saying this is that he is getting an award. He's getting the Warrior Award. And if it's just an award and they're presenting this award at the Hall of Fame ceremony, but they're not actually a Hall of Fame inductee, it's it's a technicality, I know, but it's something that is in, makes a big difference. It really does, because... That's what bothers me about it is that they're putting this kid in the Hall of Fame 
that has absolutely nothing to do with wrestling at all. And I know people argue like they had these celebrities and they haven't done much. It's it's they still did something. They still made appearances there. They probably like got some people buzzing about what was going on there. They they do these make a wish things all the time. What makes this kid so special? I, I mean, I I get this kid is like super courageous, and he he this whole story is is really touching, and it brings tears to lots of people's eyes, and that's well and good, but. The whole Hall of Fame thing already does bring tears to people's people's eyes. Like, what about like the Jake the Snake story? That brought tears to people's eyes. Macho Man going in—that's going to bring tears to people's eyes. We got to have this this cancer story. Like, it—I just don't think it has a place. I think I think a lot of the reason why is because of like the a fundraiser they set up for him as well, kind of like uh, for people who have his kind of cancer as like a way to find a cure for it. So I think they're linking the him with the, that as well as a way of like you know making uh, make it feel like a feel good story. There's I don't money know. involved. I get it. Okay, I see. Yeah, and also it was uh, set up by Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. So. Quotes, hint, hint. So, you know, it depends on how you really look at it in a weird way. What it, I, I bet they'll clarify more once we get to the Hall of Fame whether or not he's going in. I mean, we could go into the Hall of Fame page on WWE. And we'll, if we see a picture of him, then maybe you have a reason to hate it. But we'll, we'll, I guess we'll just have to wait to see what exactly it is. Now, I mentioned before that I think a better alternative to this is Slammy Award. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do agree with you that a technicality like that makes a huge difference because it's if you kind of classify it as like a lifetime achievement award, but you don't get the Oscar, then I think a lot of people will be able to stomach it better. And it's kind of horrible to say that because it's like it is a you know a kid that had died from a terrible disease and stuff, but it's not like people that I've been seeing at the very least. I'm sure there's some jackasses out there are taking shots of like against the kid himself. It's just mm. the idea of like. I think that you, Peyton, it might have been Wago, um, had brought it up, but it was like, well, what is uh, the situation with this kid that makes him better than the other kids that they do with the Make-A-Wish? Like, yeah. Why isn't the Eliminator going in? Yeah, why uh, the other two kids, too? Nick the Stitch and... Um, Lightning Logan. Lightning Logan I, I yeah, don't like, know if it's bad that you remember the names of those kids or not. <laughs> yeah. Yo, they were over, man. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to mention anything. I do want to mention one thing really quickly. Connor does, the kid, he does have a Wikipedia page now. And under his award and accomplishments, it does say that he's going into the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, but that could be edited by anybody. Exactly. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll give Peyton a go on a big rant, and then we all could get a laugh about it. I don't know, though. Like, if, um, if they classify it as something different, I think that's... Uh, a better scenario but here's another thing that I don't know if they were planning for are they going to do this every year I think so and if they do this every year ideally you wouldn't have a kid that would get involved and die well here's my biggest biggest issue with the warrior award this is not the warrior award this is not what he wanted and I think people forget that Mm -hmm. 
He didn't want it to be about, oh, fucking feel good, children, happy PR day. It's um, He wanted it for the guys backstage that bust their ass every night, setting all that fucking equipment up, that get underpaid, that don't get their travel expenses paid for anymore. Those guys that bust their asses, that's who this award's meant to be for. It's meant to be to recognize those standout guys that are on the road every day away from their wives and kids, putting money on the table to do this job. Well, now, no, Wago, how could we else? possibly know what Warrior's wishes are? He's dead. You mean after he fucking said it plainly on a fucking Wrong. big stage? No, I, I saw them play that footage back. It clearly said it like he was <laughs> okay. wanted in favor of Connor. Man, they fucking cut that up to pieces. That was bad. <laughs> like it, it was, it was like it wasn't even a tactical edit. It was just bad. It's like. I think that we should honor Connor. <laughs> <laughs> You've reached Detective Steve Lebowski. <laughs> Classic Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, why not have somebody like, fuck, I mean, the easiest example is Jim Johnston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He should have been in the Hall of Fame for WrestleMania 30. That would have been a perfect time to do that. And any time really could work better for that. I mean, it's a little tough to be like, all right, the next inductee into the 2015 WWE Hall of Fame is Stan, that guy backstage that got super kicked by, uh, by uh, Shawn Michaels. Stan! <laughs> I think that deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. He took it like a champ. Leave the memories alone. Like, you know? But they really should consider adding some kind of a... Maybe they need to do like what the Oscars does, where they have like the technical awards beforehand because they don't really want to waste that much time on them. Maybe give out like some other little kind of plaques or something for those guys, but shit. Those guys are big factors. Look at how many people thank the people in the back when they do their like Hall of Fame speeches and stuff. Shawn Michaels mentioned, you know, I wouldn't be half the wrestler that I was if it wasn't for those video packages and shit. Like, those guys do do a lot of work, so. Dude. Like, I'm not wrong for getting pissed off at the fact that I don't even, you know what, regardless of, there's an argument for Connor going in or not going in, I just don't like the fact they're using Warrior for this when his wishes were something else. Do you think Warrior would be upset? No, so that's a nicer way of looking at it, but at the same time, it's not what he wanted. What if Actually, he, he might have been upset. He's the fucking <laughs> Warrior, he's insane. Like, imagine him doing that, they're like... He's not actually, you know, dead in this scenario. He's just, like, sitting there watching Raw one day, and they're like, we're going to call this the Warrior World. And he's just like, what the fuck? I wonder what his family thinks. Do you think his family, like, wants to say something? But, like, how do you speak out against that? The only thing that I had seen was <laughs> his wife put something out of, like, we're greatly honored that Connor's going to be the first recipient or whatever. Like, some, you know, mm-hmm. generic He's probably like, fuck, if they keep bullshit. paying for my groceries, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Isn't that sad that that kind of stuff happens? No, that's great. I think that's wonderful that they do that. No, I mean that people would be like, well, you know, it's kind of extortion, but that's okay. Like, He could um, just say nothing. Yeah, well, unless they said, you know, we're going to stop paying for the grocery. <laughs> so let's talk about Rikishi here. Um, he is somebody who has had different championships in WWE. He's not, you know, some multi-time world champion main eventer all the time kind of a guy, but he's been a former Intercontinental champion. He's had a long career. He's been several different characters and stuff. I think Rikishi's perfectly fine to go into the Hall of Fame, and uh, I'd like to hear some reasons why not. 
He he's did fat. It for the he's fat. Oh damn it. He did it for the rock. No, I have no arguments against Rikishi going in. I think he's he's a perfectly fine guy to go in. He's he's, yeah, he's yeah. background guy in the in the class. He's not a headliner for the class, but you can't have seven headliners going in. So he's a fine guy to go in. I'm okay with it for the most part. Don't think it's it's weird. Like he was never a main eventer, but they don't all have to be main eventers if there was like he was. It was for a short period of time yeah. during that Austin feud. Mm-hmm. I guess he was long enough in the picture where it's okay. It's like I don't like guys that had a one shot and just went away, but I guess he had enough substance where you could argue it. You mean like an R-Truth? Yeah, like I wouldn't want R-Truth going in there. Watch, someone's going to fucking chime in and go, well, R-Truth could. Uh, <laughs> R-Truth probably should. He's had a, God really- damn it. <laughs> He's had a long career, multi-time champion. Fuck you. He's like one of those consistent guys. He's like Kane, where, you know, he's been there, done whatever they needed him to do. Uh, no, 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 no. Kane's like above our truth on a different fucking oh, level. Listen, our truth is a three time NWA world heavyweight champion. Current Intercontinental champion. Not anymore. Wade Barrett has Wade it. Wade Barrett's got it. Has it. Yeah, the Intercontinental champion has the Intercontinental championship. Yeah, it's a weird situation, that. isn't it? Still SmackDown. He also holds a bracket rights trophy. I think he deserves a shot. Sean, what do you think about Rikishi? You were watching go, when he was still there. Go go back to the previous episodes where it is highly edited. And that's my thought of Rikishi. <laughs> Forgot about that. He's black and he's Samoan. <laughs> he's not black. I think his argument to that was the rock's black. <laughs> but but that dude did, did, did take a sweet choke slam off the top of the hell in the cell. Mm. Onto that, the back choke of the slam, that was a, yo, I'm going to push you. By like, your throat. Uh, well, okay. he's, he's still took it like a champ, though, for a guy his size. So, hats off. Yeah, into like a big pile of hay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it. Bunch Would of mattresses underneath it, too. <laughs> Fuck that. I'd much rather do that than what Foley did. Fuck. Yeah. Foley, they're like, yo, can you jump off the cage? And he's like, onto what? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. See you later, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts about Rikishi? Uh, any, like, standout moments that you guys think are really, you know, that's the reason why he should go into the Hall of Fame? Other than maybe getting pushed off the Hall of Cell? He did it for the rock. He went tag team gold with Rico. There you go. And this got it too hotty. Initially, when he was announced, I was against it, but I've kind of changed my mind over time. There's nothing that really sticks out, and I think that was the reason I was having a hard time justifying it, but... The guy was around for a long time. He's had a multiple of gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Let's forget about the Sultan. And um, <laughs> please forget about the Sultan. <laughs> I, um, so uh, thanks for inducting me. Please forget about the Sultan. And um, <laughs> it'd be great though if he does some kind of thing like that. He's like, I came in as um, what was it one of the uh, the head shrinkers? That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh like, shit! He should was... try and talk, and nothing comes out. And like, like, what the I... fuck's wrong? I went in as a head shrinker, then I just became Fatu, then I was a soldier, and then I became Ricky. <laughs> it's kind of like, there was a little part where I was, you know. No, he should be inducted by the Iron Sheik. Oh my god, that would be amazing. It's a shame they're not going to do that, but that would be so great. Oh, wouldn't it be great? Like, um, they haven't told the Usos, the Usos go up there to start doing it, and then the kid, Iron Sheik just pushes through, it's like, yep, yeah, I got this. <laughs> 
Iron Sheik number one, Usos number two. <laughs> so I got, I got a question about Rikishi. Do you reckon he'll be inducted to the TNA Hall of Fame now because he's been inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame? TNA has a Hall of Fame? I think they've got one person out of the two spots in it. Didn't Kurt Angle not get into it? No, Kurt Angle accepted it in the end. Yeah, there was like this whole problem. Uh, story needed like, watch. Kurt Angle didn't think he was worth it. Jesus Christ, that fucking company. He just wanted to watch at the end of the day. At the end of the day, though, I'd rather a watch than a ring. Really? Did you know that Kurt Angle was a two-time King of the Mountain champion? A what? A two-time yeah. King of the Mountain, Kurt Angle, 2007 and 2009. Oh, yeah, Kurt Angle. Remember when Jared fucked his wife? That was funny. Speaking about the people that are going to induct them, though, have they announced some of these? Like, no. who's going to induct the Bushwhackers? Um, the Bushwhack- if I had to take a wild guess on who was going to induct the Bushwhackers, I would say Mean Gene. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Can yeah, we just have Rhino do it? Everyone's marking out for Rhino recently. <laughs> <laughs> now, here to induct Larry Zabisco. Rhino! <laughs> oh, no, I know exactly who's going to induct Larry Zabisco. Dusty uh, Rhodes. No, they need it's, Jericho. Oh my Let God. Jericho okay, shoot no, on him. No, 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 no. It, I've, it already says who's inducting him. John Laurinaitis is. Oh, John oh. Laurinaitis? Wow. The fuck? That's a terrible choice. Right? Maybe they know yeah. each other really well. I don't know, but. Yeah. This guy was big in WCW. A bad speaker. Um, yeah, Rhino. I hope that he mispronounces Zabisco. Zabisco. <laughs> You guys remember people power? Oh, yeah. okay. I should get back in the ring and hit that ice crusher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I actually like the people power era. I thought it was really good. John Laurinaitis is our impression of Sean. Now. Yes. <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> it's just a quiet version of that now. <laughs> fuck my life. <laughs> what the fuck am I on this again? Uh, well, I'm gonna induct this fucking wanker. Do they have listed who's gonna induct the Lunger Blaze? Not yet. The trash can? Sure. Prob- probably you know, like Rikishi's been inducted by the Usos. Usos yeah. Schwarzenegger hasn't been announced yet, but it most likely will be Triple H, possibly. You know what they'll be like, man, do you know that bitch? Let's get Lita to induct her. I'll have to make a fucker sit for a Lita talk again. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Please don't. If you're going to have anybody come back from last time around, have Mr. T come back. (laughs) I used to watch Alundra Blaze on Superstars. What? And Raw. What? And Nitro. What? Man. Who's going to... I would assume Triple H and Stephanie or Daniel Bryan will do the the Connor one. Probably... Uh, actually, I think, it's, I think it says it. I think it's Daniel Bryan and yeah, I someone think it else. Has to be Daniel Bryan. Yeah, they, Daniel they have and, and Daniel Bryan. Oh, Dana Warrior's doing it. Okay. Uh, okay, she's gonna be a part of the whole. The, you know, on behalf of the Warrior, the word this is whatever, and Daniel Bryan to be like. <laughs> you meant so much to me. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Worthy of the Hall of Fame for the yes. uh, celebrity? Duh. Noble. Uh, yes. What did he do? He was Robocop. He, he, uh, 
He uh, raised his hands in the air on Raw once. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. I'm only I feel like he's okay with this shit. on one condition. Ryback's a huge fan. Let him induct him. <laughs> that would be amazing. Is Muhammad Ali in the Hall of Fame? Mm, no, no, but he should be. Yeah, well, you can't do it in a year where you've got all these other dead people, but... Well, I'm really he's not dead. No, you just put he a no, you just put a quarter no. in and ride him. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, he's <laughs> not dead at all. No, Muhammad Ali just has Parkinson's. Yeah. Wait, wait he a minute. Like was still does speeches and shit? What the fuck? Was Muhammad Ali the dead bushwhacker? <laughs> <laughs> you know the worst uh-huh. part is, I actually worked a show with why I went one of the bushwhackers around. I should fucking know. <laughs> All right, well, then all the more reason that Muhammad Ali should have been in the Hall of Fame this year. I think it's dead. Well, Muhammad Ali, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he could go into WWE's. Yeah, plus he's always credited um, fucking... What's the old guy that everyone steals a shit? Um, sparkly robes and all that crap. Gorgeous George. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Ric Flair? <laughs> no, no, he stole it off Gorgeous George. <laughs> Major Buddy Buddy Rogers? No, he stole it off Gorgeous George. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Styles for a little bit there. Uh, yeah, so Arnold Schwarzenegger is somebody who I guess you can make the case. I don't know. The celebrity ones kind of like, did, did they show up on an episode of Raw? Okay, they're in Hall of Fame. Um, what are you guys hoping to see Schwarzenegger do though? That's got to be a great speech. Uh, get to the chopper. He's <laughs> just quotes. <laughs> I just want to sound awesome, so. Yeah. It's like put the cookie down and uh, <laughs> mentions how if Ric Flair can get inducted twice in the Hall of Fame, I'll be back. <laughs> Fuck, now I want Ryback to do that. That'd be so great. I uh, think they should just do it as a favor to Ryback. I mean, the guy, if you listen to him, like he's really got a passion for Arnold as a, one of his heroes. But, you know, fuck making people happy. At the very <laughs> least show him crying in the stands. <laughs> Please do. Oh, that would make me happy. Yeah, you're gonna, like, hear Arnold talking and you're just gonna hear, yeah, the other big guy. <laughs> big guy shedding some I big love tears. You other big guy. You know who I feel bad for? Anybody who has to, like, type out anything involving the Hall of Fame because they gotta <laughs> go with Schwarzenegger and Zabisco. Yeah, that's not... No, the thing, uh... No, see, Ryback's going to be that one fan that starts running on stage, like, going, I love your Schwarzenegger, and then they get security call in to, like, get him off it. That's what Ryback's going <laughs> to get him off. Instead of the divas accompanying uh, Schwarzenegger to the ring, it's just <laughs> fucking Ryback with his arm hooked around him <laughs> and a big-ass shit-eating grin. <laughs> look at this. Yo, yo, stage oos. Schwarzenegger. Yo, yeah. oos, look at me. It's Terminator. Yo, oos, oos. And yo, in the crowd, take a he's picture. like... What the fuck, Ryback? We're getting ready to induct our dad. Oos! But look, Schwarzenegger. Look. <laughs> Terminator, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, two more people to talk about here. Uh, obviously, the guy that's going in, Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, skip past the obvious of he should have gone in a long time ago. Mostly, uh, let's just look at this as a different retrospect. I mean, uh, there's no arguments that he shouldn't go into the Hall of Fame. But what are some of your favorite moments from Randy Savage's career? When he took Stephanie's virginity. <laughs> that was a great episode of Superstars. Well, thanks for killing that, Sean. 
Jesus. You're welcome. Another heavily edited episode of Smack Talk. <laughs> Nobody wants to pick this All up. Right, so, <laughs> as far as um, fucking Randy Savage going in the Hall of Fame, fantastic choice. And since Tony said, let's skip this part, I'm going to say it anyway. Should have been in a long time ago. And any moments that strike out for me would probably be his feud with Jake Roberts. And the other thing being that he was the Slim Jim guy. And because of that, he crossed platforms. Like people that didn't even really know wrestling knew fucking Randy Savage. And they knew, ooh, yeah. So all about Randy Savage. Yeah. Randy Savage was a fucking man. He was like, when you go back and watch that golden era of WWE from the late 80s, early 90s, people always try to make the defense that Hulk Hogan was the key character. I don't think so. I think the standout always was and always will be Macho Man Randy Savage. The guy with his sunglasses, his crazy way that he talked with not being able to control the volume of his voice, <laughs> <laughs> the out there things he would say, uh, the gorgeous Miss Elizabeth. He was just the absolute perfect person to be there. Um, my favorite moments with him, uh, getting bit by a snake by Jake the Snake. That was pretty neat. Uh, winning the title at WrestleMania 4, uh, getting married to uh, Miss Elizabeth, um, snapping into a Slim Jim. And being in Spider Man. Bones is ready. <laughs> Do you think yeah, he, he ever snapped to his son Jim too hard? I hope not. Don't want to hurt him. He was no. a veteran at doing that. How are he the amount of Slim tree. Jim? Did they like ever cover how many Slim Jim merch he got? Like, I bet he's just had a freezer full of fucking Slim Jims. He probably didn't even like it. He has a meat yeah. locker full of Slim Jims. Bet you he was a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> That'd suck. <laughs> Snap into a, a veggie slim. <laughs> veggie uh, meat. I, I kind of think that um, you, you mentioned the Hulk Hogan thing. There really seems to be like a, a two-sided coin to it. Like Hulk Hogan paved the way for those like the John Cena types. You know, you have an over-the-top character that is really simplistic and you don't do that much in the ring because uh, you got to keep, you know, the simple kind of stuff going. It's This sounds like a huge, huge, like, fuck you, but it's not meant to be as much of a big uh, shot, but it's it plays to the lowest common denominator. Mm. You know, Hulk Hogan is somebody who gets really, really popular because all you really need to know about Hulk Hogan is, like, he's the good guy. That's it. But Randy Savage is the more complicated character. He, you know, he had different motivations behind different things that he did. He played a heel a lot more, which is far more complicated than being a babyface. Um, you know, he had a different style in the ring. So, you look at, like, a, a Shawn Michaels, he clearly doesn't have the same ring style as either of them, but if it's going to be one or the other, he was more influenced by Savage than he was Hulk Hogan. You look at Adolf Ziggler, he's more on the Savage end, and even, like, Edge. Edge is far more of a savage type of guy than a Hulk Hogan type of guy. So, I don't know. I mean, Hulk Hogan did more for a lot of different things, but if it wouldn't have been for Savage, I highly doubt wrestling would have been anywhere near what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the best ever. Um, oh, yeah. And it is a shame that he, like, they waited until he had passed away for them to get a hold of this, because... 
He would have had an awesome speech. That would have been amazing. What do you guys think about Hulk Hogan inducting him, though? Makes sense. I have everyone. It's uh, a little awkward given their history. Yeah. In fact, I would have... One thing I forgot to mention, I would have liked Miss Elizabeth to go in this year with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Why? Uh, why? They're... Like, he doesn't have to be, be... I know they're split up, but the reality of it is their careers are almost one and the same. That's mm-hmm. true. It's like you can't have one without the other. A big part of his entire character was Miss Elizabeth. Um, as far as Hulk Hogan inducting him, it's a little awkward given their history. I don't know if they made up or not towards the end. Hogan, Hulk Hogan says they did. Yeah, but Hulk Hogan's word is Hulk Shit. Hogan's word. Yeah. Uh, so it, I'm not sure. I wouldn't have mind Vince doing it, maybe just to get some closure on the whole situation. Um, Stephanie, if you want to just lull. But... <laughs> She's like, oh, I've got some great memories about Macho Man. Some great memories. <laughs> I remember when I used to sit on Macho Man's lap. <laughs> Do we got that picture? Oh, we just have the Andre one? Oh. <laughs> I sound odd, but Diamond Dallas Page is meant to have a really good relationship with him, so why not DDP? Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. What if they do have uh, Lenny Poffo come out to accept it? Um, I'm going to teleport there and throw a rock. So whatever happened to that whole thing where Macho Man could only go in if uh, Lenny and Papa Poffo go in? <laughs> WWE is probably like, yeah, nah. <laughs> not gonna and he's just like, come on. <laughs> nope. I'll be your friend. <laughs> so you saw oh, through, so Vince, you saw through that? Yep. Fuck. <laughs> we're, we're trying though, right? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> like, yeah, don't ever call this number again. <laughs> Finally, let's talk about that other spot because they haven't officially confirmed if it is Kevin Nash or if another person's going in or what, but um, if it's not Kevin Nash, who should go in? If it is Kevin Nash, what do you guys think? Yeah, it should be Kevin Nash. Why the hell not? He's the guy who deserves to go in. Uh, all of his buddies are in. I mean, Sean's in. Uh, Scott Hall's in. So he should be in. Anybody have any other suggestions? I think his quad should go in. Quad joke. Yeah. You know what's cool is if Kevin Nash goes in, we have both uh, Bonesaw and Shredder going in. <laughs> and uh the dude from Punisher. I forget his name. Sure. The Russian guy. Um Kevin McGaysher. I think it's just the Russian, now that I'm thinking of it. The Russian guy, you know, the Russian. <laughs> as far as Kevin Nash go going in, he definitely deserves it, just as Scott Hall did. I wonder what they'll induct him in as though. Kevin Nash or Diesel. I'm assuming Diesel. I still reckon Owen Hart should go in before. It was so fucking cool when he came back as Diesel at the Rumble. Oh, that was amazing. When he just I love how Matt Stryker is just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck you guys, muck it out, internet talk, oh, I'm fired. <laughs> no, that made it so much better to me, coming out as Diesel. Especially because it's like, eh, Kevin Nash. Like, he came out and it's like, I like Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is always cool. But it just doesn't have that much of, like, a, a punch as much as it did with, like, just hearing that beginning does, of the Diesel theme and doesn't stuff. Doesn't have international appeal. No, no, it's not that much of an international, you know. Yeah, he never really threw a good punch. International. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the what? Yeah. All right, so 
Uh, any last thoughts for this class of 2015 uh, Hall of Fame for WWE? You guys excited for the live red carpet affair? You guys gonna just skip it like Drew is? I'm, I'm wearing my it. I'm wearing my tuxedo right now. Sweet. I'll probably be working, so I'll probably miss the first chunk. So I'll be like, "Hey guys, what? Um, who sucked this time?" And you'll say Lita, even though she isn't there. <laughs> It'll happen. Jinder Mahal turned face. Oh, man. Probably. I hope I don't miss that. All right, guys. So we have another Hall of Fame that we are going to talk about in the next part. That is our own Hall of Fame. Smart Out Moment Hall of Fame is finally going to end up happening. So stay tuned, and uh, we will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We just talked about the WWE's 2015 class of the Hall of Fame. It's time to talk about the Smart Out Moment Hall of Fame. We're finally going to do that this year. We're going to make this... Something that we do every year around this time period, because fuck WWE, they're not the only ones that should have a Hall of Fame, and TNA, they shouldn't have one at all. But we deserve one. So, the Smart Out Moment Hall of Fame works a little bit differently. Obviously, we're not just going to be inducting ourselves for like our amazing service on the podcast or anything like that. We have the end of the year award to cover who's got the best for this year and all that other kind of stuff. But instead, we're going to be inducting different things that have been a big part of Smart Out Moment over the past. Uh, whether it's a recurring joke, or it's some kind of old segment that we retired, or anything kind of like that is what qualifies here. And we've got a wide variety of different things that we're going to talk about for this little segment here. I wanted to have a kind of spectrum of what WWE does, where They've got your tag teams, your main eventers, your mid-carders, your kind of obscure things and stuff. It's not just all the top things that we've ever done, because, you know, we're going to run out of that eventually. But rather than having just, like, our top ten voted jokes or something like that, I wanted to give a little bit of a, you know, a spotlight to different things. Um, first thing we're going to talk about here is uh, one of the main eventers, though, we're going to start off big, literally, with Big Show's gun. Well, it's Big Show's gun. It's Big Show's gun getting arrested. Uh, <laughs> no. little backstory on this. Uh, big Show's gun came about from an episode of the Monday Night Raw post-show, where Paul Hibbard, who has been on Smack Talk a handful of times, been on a couple episodes of the Monday Night Raw post-show, uh... There was a situation where Big Show was being arrested backstage on Raw. And, you know, when we're going through our segments and talking about what we thought about different things that happened on the evening, Paul's response was to mention, you know, that scene where Big Show was arrested for bringing a gun into the arena. Immediately, everybody else just kind of was like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? And the best part that made this where we need we knew that we needed to like, kind of like bust his balls afterward was his response was instead of just going, oh wait, that's not what they said. It was, I'm pretty sure that they said something about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you guys. I'm pretty sure there was something better and done. That wasn't even the best part. Is that no, 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 no. He had a gun. <laughs> So, obviously, because we're a bunch of assholes, we um, took the piss out of that for a long, long time, and that ended up winning the best recurring joke of the year that year, and that happened really, uh, like, 
soon compared to when we were doing the voting. So that was something that that caught on really quickly, and mm. that just skyrocketed. That was one of like the strongest jokes we had for the longest time, and it's still to this day. You know, if somebody makes a joke about a gun or <laughs> Big Show's got something about that, this pops immediately into my head. I don't know about you guys. Absolutely. What are some of your favorite uh, things that have gone on with Big Show's gun over these two years? Uh, when it shot somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah, that time. I think at one point we were making Ferguson jokes and someone made a joke about Big Show's gun. <laughs> I can as see terrible as that. that is, I thought it was funny. Uh, honestly, the best thing that might have came out of that would have was probably like the next week he did the same thing but with Biggie's package, and then he it, it seemed like a recurring thing that Paul would just say something completely dumb that it was funny as hell. Wago, what about you with Big Show's gun? I liked the time when Paul said it, and that was the cool part of it, and then it just kind of went weird. <laughs> well, everything gets weirder. <laughs> Fuck. Look at the Sean impression. It's like fucking hell. Fucking hell. Yeah, like I can't really point out a great moment where I was like, oh, I remember that great time that I made that reference to that joke that Paul <laughs> right? said that one time. But yeah, it's uh it, it was awesome when it happened and I miss Paul just for moments like that because I actually listened back to him, but he wasn't that cra- as crazy as we make him out to be. And he come, that- when he when he had those rare nights, it was funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Miss you, Paul. What was that one uh, the introduction where we're all trying to be like really calm, like the smooth jazz? It's just like, <laughs> hey, everybody, how's it going tonight? And he's just kind of like, yeah, you know, fuck whatever or something. Like, what did he say? I'm glad to be here with my sweaty balls or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right, the sweaty balls. And we're like, oh, I guess that's dead. <laughs> oh, God. Well, his sweaty balls was dead. Yeah, you remember that time the Big Show shot, shot sweaty balls? Shot the sweaty balls. <laughs> now, we've gotten a lot of mileage out of Big Show's gun. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is to this like, day, we still make good jokes about it. Yeah, like, these jokes really, I mean, a lot of these recurring jokes, you know, they're really, really funny for, like, two weeks, and then they kind of die off, and you don't really hear that much about them. Or, if you do, it's just kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, that old joke, that's funny, that's that's clever. But Big Show's gun has really stuck, uh, it's molded. It's really just, we're still making hilarious jokes that reference it, and to this day, I don't think it's, like, slowing down. It's, it's lost a little going. momentum, but uh, <laughs> fucking hell, it's gonna be a future uh, future contender on that. <laughs> Wait until well. next year. And let's just get someone who isn't shown to induct it. <laughs> so another one that we have here. This is more on the mid card spectrum. Uh, Doctor Hanukkah Burger. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely need to explain what this is because it doesn't make any sense on its own. Uh, this came about from an episode of Monday Night Raw, of course, where they had one of their standard people who likes to, you know, portray this is an outsider to the WWE roster. You know, we had this week the attorney for Rusev. They never give a name to him, though, which is kind of odd. So we might have to give him a name. Uh, this guy was supposed to be a doctor that Paul Heyman had under his retainment, and he was going to give testimony that, I think it was CM Punk, couldn't wrestle or something along the lines like that. 
and um, Dr. Hanukkahberger became his name because we couldn't remember what his actual character's name was. It was some really generic Jewish name. It was Dr. Michael Kirschenbaum. <laughs> and uh, on the Monday Night Raw post show, uh, typical kind of thing, it was just like, uh, I don't know, the, the fucking the, the Hanukkahberger guy. Like, just, you know, <laughs> the, the Jewish doctor guy. Um, that has had some spinoffs through a couple different people. We had uh, Dr. Smirnoff Vodka Burger <laughs> was the one guy who, I don't even remember who that guy was associated with. It was Rusev. That was the guy who gave him the gold star. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so odd situation when it comes to those kind of guys. Um, apparently, the guy who played Doctor Kirschenbaum is some kind of indie wrestler named. Uh, oh, I had that off the top of my head. It was something like like Antics or Anarchy or something along those lines in uh, like the New York scene. Hmm. Uh, never seen him in anything. Where, you know, all that great match that he's supposed to be a part of or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and he hasn't been a part of WWE ever since then. They had him for that one shot. Yeah, you know, he never got a job in WWE doing anything. Never showed up as another character. And the only thing that he could have, I guess, maybe he was like a backstage person in some random shots or something. I don't know. And now he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, now he's a Hall of Famer. There you go. Dr. Michael Kirschenbaum or uh, Dr. Hanukkah Burger or... I'm double-checking his name. Asylum is his name. <laughs> Part of the tag team, the Flatliners. Oh, okay. So what do you guys think about Dr. Hanukkah Burger? I love doc- Dr. Hanukkah Burger, especially during the outro to... Uh... The Ralph Post show when that one was usually the one we used. Oh, yeah, God. Cosmer Party kind of became his theme song. Yeah. Well, no, the thing is, like, the first time we did it, like, I think we immediately associated with the Jewish thing and him in particular. Like, it was just so random and awesome. And that's what I really liked about it. It's just, like, random shit like that is stuff that we find hilarious for some reason. <laughs> Like, I don't think a lot of other people would have the same type of humor that we do, and, but thank God that our humor is amazing. It's amazing, our humor, yeah. <laughs> Let's pat ourselves on the back for that one. <laughs> thank God we're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> right now, all those people not laughing that Peyton uh, and I are laughing at, and they're like, that wasn't funny either, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody um, have any, like, uh, standout things when, Hanuk- uh, when it comes to Hanukkah Burger? Like, what did, made you laugh about that and everything? I think the best... contacting him? What, uh, the actual guy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I never did. You should have, like, tried contacting him, see if he could have been here to accept his award. I'm pretty sure he would have been like, wait, I'm being inducted for being a <laughs> burger or something? <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's why I would have wanted to hurt his reaction. You should have, like, called him and recorded it. Oh, dude, you should have done that. No, what the fuck, Tony? Why didn't you come up with this awesome idea that we just came up with now? Oh, Wait, we haven't even paid him. Hold on, let me go call him real quick. <laughs> I, I, number I got Skype. I mean, it's not too late, right? You think he's got some drums for sale? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He might have a meatball parm, though. I think the best part that came out of that is that he has a theme song now. He probably mm. doesn't even have one in the Indies, too. <laughs> oh, Payden, hook him up with the uh, fucking, what's it called Customer again? Customer party. Yeah. If he wrestles at, like, fucking... Uh, let's see, it says here he's wrestled for PWE and UCW. I don't know what those are actually called. Mm-mm. Um, 
But if he, you know, came out fucking Klezmer party one day and it's just like, you know, the tag team, the Flatliners, we've got, uh, whoever the hell his tag team partner is, Matt Burns and Dr. Hanukkah Burger. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like the second coming of Barry Horowitz. Yeah, that's what we all needed to come again. <laughs> there you go. He should have been in the Hall of Fame this year. Hanukkah Burger is one of those things that really it's just a throwaway line that ended up getting a lot more legs than I probably would have ever thought that it would have. Kudos to Dr. Hanukkah Burger. You've spawned Dr. Smirnoff Vodka Burger and Dr. whatever we could call the guy from this week. Boris. Uh, He's called Bono Glasses or something like that. Bono Glasses Attorney Burger. Yeah, I thought that's why we agreed on Bono. <laughs> Dr. Bono Bo- Attorney Burger. Bono Glasses, totally Russian guy burger. <laughs> <laughs> totally not There you Russian. go. You guys should leave a comment below. What should we call that fucking guy? What burger should he be? He's got to end in burger, though. I mean, Oh, yeah. You know. Everything so, ends in burger. <laughs> leave those comments below. Tell us what kind of a burger the old Bono guy should be. <laughs> that brings us on to a tag team, though. Uh, and the reason I uh, made these two a tag team is because I don't think they would have necessarily been great enough to stand on on their own. One of them definitely wouldn't have been. The other one, maybe we can make the case. But uh, they are tied together for the person that inspired it, and the same segment that inspired it, too. Uh, those are Thurman Sparky Plugs and Bob Coor Holly. The uh, segment was our superstar scores for Bob Holly, and these came about. Thurman Sparky plugs was just a throwaway thing. It ended up becoming a little running rejo- uh, recurring joke of the plugs at the end of the show being referred to as the Thurman Sparky plugs. Not the strongest one, but it never would have been inducted on its own. Um, same time that same episode though, we had a little mispronunciation uh, of mispronunciation of uh, Bob Holly's. Uh, name instead of hardcore Holly, he became Bobcore Holly, and that took off pretty damn strong. Peyton ended up making a Facebook page for it, <laughs> which was great pictures of uh, Bob Holly in the middle of like a fucking rave in mosh pits, and like there was another where he's on stage playing guitar with a uh, badass Billy Gunn. <laughs> That's uh, Facebook.com slash Bobcore Holly, right? It's not like uh, no X's in it or anything. I honestly don't remember. If you just search for Bob Core Holly in that little search box at the top, I'm sure it comes yeah. up. Let's see here. He's listed as athlete, of course. It is just Bob Core Holly. It's uh, right now. It's at 58 likes. Wow! Yeah, come on, guys. Which, uh, when I'm looking at the thing that says, you know, the mutual friends that have liked that, there's only four people other than myself. So that's, I mean, it's 54 random ass people. Were like, <laughs> yeah, Bob Core Holly. I like this guy. <laughs> Well, I remember when I made it, and I, like, just posted the pictures of it on all the random, like, wrestling memes websites, and one of them, like, loved it. They're like, oh, my God, this is so fucking funny, and they, like, shared it, and that's why we got a bunch of people liking it. Wasn't that wrestling memes? No, it wasn't wrestling memes. I think it was, like, your bocce neighborhood Sin Cara. (laughs) 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 Which is a funny name for a page in itself. Yeah, there's a... I'm looking at the page right now. There's a picture of... <laughs> a fucking like goat or something standing next to a bunch of different people, but there's <laughs> you have the goat labeled as 
B. Rykor. <laughs> and it says, fun fact, Bob Corhali and Daniel Bryan were pals in their younger days. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking hilarious. And it's the Santa next to the Thurman Sparky plug kind of one, where he's got the thumbs up, and he's just kind of like this shit-eating grin. You know, there's some random uh, posts about <laughs> episodes of the Monday Night Raw post show and shit like that, but I think this page needs a little bit of a resurgence. I think that uh, everybody listening should share this page and, you know, give it a little bit more vitality. I I might be the weird guy here, but I personally, because this joke was around when I was a fan still and I wasn't really a part of uh, doing the podcast yet, I never thought that this was really that funny. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I get, like, so, I don't know. I, always, I never thought it was that funny in the first place. And it's not even Miguel's fault, but no, I just never thought it was that funny. Why would it Miguel's be partly the reason it's lost a lot of steam. Hey guys, remember that time that I made that? Yeah, that. Me, me, no, me, I never thought it was that funny. Turn my sink off. Like no, like no, fuck. I know everyone else finds it funny. You know, not everyone thinks something's gonna be funny. Yeah, I get why it's in, but I personally would have rather seen something I was gone in than this. But nope, like I respect. Uh, this is this is fucking stupid. I'm talking about respecting a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this deserves a lot of respect, you know. It's got a, a long history, good legacy behind it. But yeah, I'd rather see Ricky the Steve. Oh, see, that's one of the reasons why we couldn't just do a ton of the big ones. Ricky the Steamboat, definitely a first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh well, no. See, Ricky the Steamboat has got to go in as like. Uh... As a, gr- as a group, that's got to be our first stable inductee. Oh, that's true. We put we in boats, boats, boats. Tugger the yeah. tug, boat, boat. Tugger the tug, boat, boat. Um, Didn't we come up with one the other Russell day? Russell Crowe, our first celebrity inductee. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Russell Crowe, who was it? It was uh... Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. <laughs> I wish it was Russell Crowe. Fought you Kevin the Steamboat. Uh, there's <laughs> yeah, so many of them. There's so many boats. Hashtag give boats a chance, right? Um, you know, you, speaking of though, not being a big fan of Bob Coor, Bob Coor gets the distinction of where, you know, Big Show's Gun won the best uh, joke for not this past round, but the round before that. Bob Coor Holly was the first recipient of the worst recurring joke of the year. Was and, it? Yeah, Bob Coor Holly lost that. So why the fuck is it in the whole of Yeah, what the fuck? Because the main reason why it lost that it was because of its tie to Miguel. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why one of the worst recurring, uh, the recurring, worst uh, outros of the year was the Bobcore one. Well, like, because otherwise, or because it was bad? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, the so Bobcore one, one, the Ultimate Warrior one, like, you know, yeah. those ones are always kind of hated and stuff, so. He, wait, he, he got the worst one two years in a row? No, we didn't we, have a, a worst vote for the Bobcore uh, one. Uh, but it what? was, I got, it was second, well, I, got second, well, I got second place for the worst joke of the year last year. Oh, God. Um, fucking hell. <laughs> no, it wasn't I don't know. That's going to win this year, probably, yeah, dude. That's well, good. Good contender, uh, contender for winning that. Good um, contender. Con- good contender. <laughs> I pulled a Jamie the, Noble there for a second. So, uh, when are we going to do the predictions of what's going to win the, the awards at the end of the year? I, mean, I think we get a lot of that. Uh, prediction show for uh, her predictions of what's going to win each award at the end of the year for us. I don't have a clue. It's, you know, 
Not Tony, stuff. you're not capitalizing on the viewership of our people. You're like WCW, you're out of touch. Let's see, I'm bringing up the list right now to see who got the, the worst votes. Um, I mean, Bob Core wins by far. That was 20 votes uh, compared to the second one was actually another Miguel one. That was uh, his Mark Madden impression. Oh, with wow. 13 votes. Well, okay, what's what's the, what the fuck? next I like one the that's Mark not Madden. Miguel? Yeah, it is a solid Mark Madden impression, so... Okay, what's the next one that isn't Miguel? Um, let's see. I think that that... Now that I'm looking at this... Odd choice. Um, I think that that one's going to Time Cow. What? Yeah, that has nine votes for that. That's mm. just above Tow Truck Pig. So, Tow Truck Pig... More liked than uh, Time Cat when it comes to that. Huh. No, I think no one gave <laughs> oh, Tow Truck Pig. <laughs> so, I've always felt that um, Tow Truck Pig's been in Time Cow's shadow. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's going to get out of it. Um, no, no, Time Cow's is very polarizing. You know, you either love him or hate him. So he, uh, he nothing evokes the crowd like uh, Time Cow. So. <laughs> well, we might as well move on to that one. Uh, our other quote unquote main eventer, I guess you could say. Is Time Cow being inducted into the Smart Out Moment 2015 Hall of Fame? Time Cow is a huge reason why we feel like we can get away with these stupid ass jokes that we do. <laughs> we blame this on you guys because Time Cow became far more than what we ever expected it to be. Uh, the origins of Time Cow, uh, there was an episode of Smack Talk where the outro was uh, JBL's theme. And uh, both Wego and Payton are responsible for this. Uh, you know, JBL's theme has the cow in the middle of it. And you can't do JBL's theme without having the cow. So, you know, we've got the cow. Pretty simple. Well, the issue was, Payton didn't tell me he was going to do the fucking cow. <laughs> Why would I have to tell you I was going to do the fucking cow? Oh, you just said to do the bells at the start of it, so I never expected it. So that's how the interruption came. I was like, <laughs> dude, if we interrupted with a cow, that... Yeah. He just got interrupted right there. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, that became a little bit of a recurring joke afterward where we have a couple different outros where we just, you know, threw a cow in there, because why not? And uh, then that took a whole nother life on its own where we decided that that was going to be our introduction, not introduction, our interruption on the Monday Night Raw post show. We did not think that you guys were going to like this at all. Like, at all. <laughs> and, uh, Peyton, give us a little backstory about the whole build-up to this, because that made it that much better. Well, I decided to do a parody of uh, the way WCW would build up whenever they had a mystery character showing up. We had a mysterious black limo pull up outside Mega Powers Radio Studios at the very beginning of the show. And the whole time, you know, we just kept telling you guys. As a matter of fact, I think we even teased the week before that we were having a special guest come on to the show. Mm -hmm. uh, we just kept telling you guys, this person's coming, this person's coming. No, don't miss it. This person's coming. We went the whole entire night and like, I think it was like two seconds or two minutes before we went off the air. We were like, oh, they're coming in now. Here they come. Oh, here they are. Here's Time Cow. Moo. <laughs> it's like, that's all time we got, people. We'll see you next week. And then the whole chat room just goes nuts. Holy shit, it's Time Cow. Really? I can't believe you got Time Cow on the show. Oh, man, I've always wanted a Time Cow. Time Cow for president. Yeah, Time Cow for president is easily my favorite one. Immediately shooting it off. Like, we thought you guys would hate this. 
<laughs> like just the biggest fuck you. I'm never listening to this show again. You guys are assholes. And overwhelming positive response. Amazing. We were stunned. That was just like, well, what the fuck do we do now? And the, the issue was, though, like it opened the fucking floodgates for some of the most like hilarity, but total utter bullshit, too. Mm-hmm. So once we realized that you guys would accept time count, then it was just like, all right, our next thing we're going to do here, which was inspired by a mailbag question that I think Awesome Piano Man had sent in. Where he said, um, are, are there going to be any other animals like Updog? And we decided that we were going to go with Tow Truck Pig. And th- our goal here was the flattest delivery possible for the mailbag. <laughs> that, if anything, it would get people to go, oh wait, that's coming next? Oh shit, and get really excited about it. So, if you listen back to that mailbag, it's literally, are we going to have any other things like Updog? Tow Truck Pig. So our next question is, when, like, <laughs> and you guys did not give a shit about that. No. <laughs> the, the response that we expected to get from Time Cow, we got with Tow Truck Pig. So that gave us a little bit of a bottom. That's where we knew, like, all right, Tow Truck Pig doesn't fly. Uh, pun intended. Um, Time Cow, still over its fuck. <laughs> People might forget his name. They might call him Moo Cow. but there's been a long running thing I mean Time Cow has crossed over into the Dace Man show (laughs) the point where Dace is just like oh I use Time Cow all the time like constantly to piss off Gibby there's been you know an ongoing rivalry between Drew and Time Cow that you guys keep on bringing up I didn't do anything to Time Cow Time Cow's just a dick (laughs) I've never had a problem with Time Cow yeah, exactly. To be fair, to be fair, Time Cow is pretty funny. And I'm not going to say that I I uh, was the reason why Time Cow was so popular, but uh, yeah, I'm the reason why Time Cow is so popular. Okay, like, okay, uh, there we go. go. <laughs> you all beat me to the joke. I'm like, oh, i got to make a Zabisco joke here. <laughs> but... No, I think. Well, time... how we all pounce on that. That was just like, ah, oh, Zabisco joke. <laughs> ah, guy's an asshole. Let's make fun of him. Fuck Zabisco. But all seriousness, I think, despite I think Time Cow is the epitome of how fucking stupid we could be sometimes, and maybe how dumb our audience is. But we have the best Whoa. fucking thing. Well, that makes a weird. Great, that was not cool, dude. Oh, this ah. the audience. Yeah, the well, bills. you know, Time Cow was. Uh, it's nice knowing you, bud. It's nice knowing you, Tim Cow. Uh, speaking of like weird audiences and um, the stupid things that we can do and all that Fuck kind of stuff and get away with, our last inductee into this Mark Out Moment Hall of Fame, our upper mid Carter of sorts, don't really know how to classify it because it's kind of a combination of different things, but it's essentially however. <laughs> it's... The bell, the counter in general, because they're kind of tied into each other. Uh, of course, this is inspired by everybody's favorite caller, JD. From the Wigo. 412. <laughs> Wigo, give us a little backstory with uh, the However Bell. So we'd already had Time Cow in place now, and someone had purchased a bell for my cat for Christmas for some odd reason. And it's not even like a toy bell, it's one you'd find on a fucking counter. 
Um, actually, the picture that Tony uses is quite accurate for what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know what would be funny? If it fucking just, like, dinged every time JD said however. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty funny. And then it got to the point, it's like, should, should I do it? Okay. And then he <laughs> yeah, that sounds obnoxious up. as fuck. Let's do it. <laughs> so, got to the point where I actually regret introducing the however bell. Um, mainly because if I miss a bell or if he slips in one of those crafty howevers where it's like the however, however. Yeah. yeah like, ah, uh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, it's like, motherfucker. Like, it gets bad. Like, fucking, I get to the point where I just fucking hit the bell angrily because he's so obnoxious. Uh, but yeah, again, the fans have jumped on top of it. We've got Wazili who made it so much more fun because he always actually keeps a count of how many. So he's got a running count of that too, right? Uh, I'm not sure, but he said he has like a spreadsheet or something where he's doing it. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> got a spreadsheet on his computer. He's so many times this guy says "however" on a podcast. <laughs> it's amazing. Like that's what I love about our fucking fans. They're just kind of like. This re- idea is ridiculous. I embrace the fuck out of it, and I'm going to add to it. <laughs> you know, I don't listen to many podcasts. The ones that I do don't do any of this crazy shit. And that's what I think that separates us from a lot of them. I've listened to different wrestling shows where they just bitch and bitch and bitch. And then it ends. And it's like, well, if I'm going to hear people complain, I'll read my fucking comments. But... Like, doing stupid crap like this, having, you know, Wazili go, hey, not only am I going to keep track of it this week, I'm going to keep a running spreadsheet, and, you know, we can compare at the end of the year that this day he was really on a however kick. (laughs) (laughs) And to think that it's gotten to a point now where each one of those uh, howevers is a corresponding bell. (laughs) You broke the bell almost at one point, Lego. Yeah, I think I was just hitting it too hard. You know what's a funny story, and I've told you guys, but the audience don't know about it. So I was listening back to a show because, for whatever reason, it was. I think it was the show where Paul actually said Big Show's gone for the first time. And I listened to the JD segment of that call, and he was saying, however, on a recording of me listening to him, I ended up clicking the bell. I'm that fucking trained to do it now that I do it even when I'm not on the show. It's a shame, like, you're gonna be, like, sleeping one day, and you know how you can still hear, even though you're asleep? Uh-huh. Somebody would just be like, uh, you know, something, something, however, and you'd be like, ding. <laughs> hey, you stink. <laughs> Where do we go from here, though? I mean, uh, you look at these jokes that we've got in the Hall of Fame, we've got a lot of really strong contenders for next year's Hall of Fame, I mean... Rusev is a potato, won the best joke last year. That's something that obviously has a huge, yeah, a huge, huge amount of um, support for it going into the next one. We mentioned the the boats, the boat stable. What do you call, like, a group of boats? Boats, boats, boats. Boats, boats, boats. (laughs) A vessel? No, that's a single one. But, like, a, you know, you know how it's like a pack of whatever school of fish. It's a fleet. Fleet of boats, yeah, all right. We could call that the, the boat fleet or something like that. Um, you know, obviously, strong contenders when it comes to that. There's a wide variety of them that we can be doing next year. And uh, I want to try to space it out again when it comes to uh, the next one. 
have a couple strong ones, a couple mid carters, a couple upper mid carters, and stuff like that. What do you guys think that we should go from here? Should we uh, take these to the next level when it comes to these jokes? You know, should we kind of do a little resurgence of some of them? Should we put more emphasis on them? Should we retire some of them? Possibility. Uh, no, we shouldn't retire them because we'll still make the jokes anyways. Maybe. I mean, we There's have... a word here, organically. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, like we haven't really made a Bobcore joke in a long time. Right. Miguel does every time he shows up. Hey, guys, remember that time that I did the thing? Pretty good, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, I have Bobcore. <laughs> that is, actually is a direct quote. Yeah, well, I have Bobcore. <laughs> so leave us a comment below, guys. Tell us your favorite things about these jokes. You know, what makes you stick around when we're doing obnoxious shit like mooing and ringing bells in the middle of the podcast and stuff like that. And remember, uh, tell us the burger name that this uh, Bono guy should get. Uh, obviously, fun class of jokes here. Uh, great to start doing the Smart Out Moment Hall of Fame. Tell us what you guys think should be candidates for next year as well. And we're going to do our final segment for this episode coming up in the next part, so stick on uh, that Click on the next video. Stay tuned, everybody. Welcome to the final part of this episode, everybody. We have the Fantasy League for our different teams that we need to go over. So, Peyton, any information that we need to know this week? Well, let me tell you something, Tony. This is the way things are currently looking at. Well, we got just two weeks. Actually, no, just one week, right? Oof, Until wow, WrestleMania. Man. Holy crap, this is almost over. We're... Things are going to get kicked into high gear at WrestleMania. Points will be worth five times their value. We're going to see the end of the season, and we're going to see the winner of our second season crowned. Who will it be? Anyone could win at that point, but the way things sit currently in last place, Sean Walker's Team Fish. Team Fish. Down there. Fifth place, Steven <laughs> Wago's Team Miguel's Eyebrows. Fourth place, Tony Mango's Tony's Tikes. Third place, Miguel <laughs> Leon's Team Bet for Business. Second place, Drew White's Drew Crew. And in first is still my team, Next Gen. And uh, they've got some last-minute trades. Going to do here. This is only like, uh, what, we got one more chance after this to make any trades, so these are going to be very important. Can I say one thing about your team name? It is not very Next Gen anymore. <laughs> Why not? Well, you got Sting on there. You got Brock Lesnar on there. <laughs> Sting, Next Gen. He's got a break uh, future ahead of him. It, well, he's only having his first match in WWE, Drew. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Wasn't Ooh. Sting in Genesis? <laughs> no, that was... <laughs> Maybe if there was a WCW game on Sega Genesis, huh? <laughs> no, you know, Genesis the band. No, you're Sting. thinking of um, Phil You're Collins. thinking of Meatloaf. Oh, yeah. Phil Collins. Oh, Phil Collins. I don't know, they're all the, the one. They're, they all look alike. They're all white. Rod Stewart. All right. Well, I believe Mr. Wago has uh, first priority here. So, is there anything you want yeah, to do? Yeah, good. All right. Well, that was easy. Uh, Sean, you're next. I want to choose my team name. Well, okay. I want to choose your to Caitlin Snow. I'd banger. Caitlin Snow. I'd banger. Okay. How do you spell it? Caitlin Snow. I'd bang. Banger. Okay. There you go. And Jim. I want to drop Jamie Noble for the Miz, please. And you are going to take on The Miz, taking place of Jamie Noble. Almost getting you some uh, point deductions this week, that Jamie Noble. 
That must have been scary. You I was. Be, I, you wouldn't be but, above a thousand then. I I came close. Uh, well, next would be Miguel Leon, who is not here. Then it would be me. I have nothing to do, so it goes to Drew. I have nothing. Drew, Drew, same, same. All right, Tony. I am going to drop Gold Dust. Oh no! And since he's not going to get me any points, and uh, might as well just take a little bit of a risk here, I'm going to put Big Show out there. Huh? Think he's a contender for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? At the very least, he's got a better chance than Goldust. I, I could have picked Kane and said that he had a shot, but he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sean, comes back to you. Anything else you want to do? Uh, can I ask a question? Who's on my team, please? Sure can. Your your team is Bray Wyatt. Uh, Keep it just in. pick up The Miz. Yeah, Triple H. Yeah. Damian Sandow. Yeah. And Bad News Barrett. Uh, I will drop Triple H, please. Okay. And pick up The Undertaker. Wow, okay. Just going to remind you what happened last year when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's that. Then I'm just going to throw it out there. Is there any trades anyone else wants to do? Hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, who has a Randy well, Orton? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want one. I have Randy Orton. I will trade you Bray Wyatt for Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll trade you Randy Orton for The Undertaker. Ooh. Done. All right. Okay, there you go, folks. We got Randy Orton traded for The Undertaker between Tony and uh, Sean. Interesting times. So uh, I guess that's going to be it then, unless someone speaks in three, two, uh, yes. one. Oh. <laughs> I want okay. to change my team name. <laughs> I, I want to pick up Triple H. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know who to drop. Uh, actually, no. I will drop Wade Barrett and pick up R-Truth, please. <laughs> really? Yes. All right. We are losing Wade Barrett. And, uh... Oh, where did everything go? Dem abs. Yeah. Apparently they're I actually not, reckon Lodrup's going to win the IC title at WrestleMania. I honestly wouldn't be surprised at the way they're uh, freaking Honestly, pushed. what are you talking about? He's held it for like the entire time. What are you talking about? All right, Sean, is there anything else? Or anything else anybody else wants to do? I'll, um, if no one else wants to, I'll pick up Wade Barrett for Stardust. I think you've got priority. Actually, I do. Well, that's why I said if, if anyone yeah, else wants to. So I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think I'll hold on to what I got here. If you if you want him, you can go ahead and take him. Wait, I'll drop Stardust for Wade Barrett. All right, Drew is. Uh, I'll oh, I'll gosh. drop the Miz and pick up Stardust, please. <sighs> <laughs> All right, and then Sean is dropping the Miz and picking up. Wait, go pick up Miz. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, he would who's, do better than fucking good, Eric Rowan at the very least. I have Eric Rowan on my team again? Yeah. Um, I'll trade Eric Rowan for the miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll... Uh, can, I, can I go again, please? <laughs> you drop Randy Orton Eric for Rowan. Eric Rowan? <laughs> can I drop Damian Sandow and pick up Paige? Uh, is Paige available? Uh, I yeah, I think Paige is taken. 
Do you want to swap Ms. Devil for Oh. No. Uh, can I drop uh, Damien Sandow, please, and uh, pick up um, AJ Lee? Or is she taken? She's taken. Oh, she is. I will drop Damien Sandow and pick up uh, Nikki Bella, please. She's taken by me. Yes. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Brie Bella is open. Who the fuck wants Brie Bella? Actually, who's got Daniel Bryan? Uh, Wago does. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> you really thought I, Daniel I will, Bryan would be available? I'll trade, I'll, I'll trade you Brie Wyatt for Daniel Bryan. You don't have no. Brie Wyatt anymore. I will drop you Randy Orton. No, he has, he has Brie Wyatt. <laughs> I have Brie Wyatt, yeah. Okay. I will trade you Randy Orton for, for Daniel Bryan. Go I'll home, Sean, you're drunk. I'll trade you Bray Wyatt for Curtis Axel. Ooh, Axel Mania. No, you're all right. You're all right. Caitlin Snow, I'd bang out or rest. Are you sure? It's not going to rest in peace. Are you sure you want to want to bang that Caitlin Snow, bitch. This was was some interesting fucking round of (laughs) trades. I think I'm going to move along here before anything else happens. So if you want to see what's going on, if you want to try to make sense of everything that just happened, go to keepingkfabe.com or pay attention to Keeping Kfabe on Facebook or Twitter. That's crazy. I just kept swapping back and forth. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, guys. So that's going to take us into the plugs for this episode. And uh, Drew, go first on this one, too. Right, you can follow me on Twitter at DrewSivWhite. And you can also go to my YouTube, which is Duncan, where And you can subscribe to that for all your Drew Crew needs. Fuck Tony's Tykes. And that's about it. Sean, you're up next. I have nothing to plug because I want to go to bed. Not even Happy Pope or Shaughnessy? Nothing about Caitlin Snow. There you go, there's two things. I'd I'd ban Caitlin Snow. (laughs) Way go. Alright, for all your MMA needs, go to udmma.com, facebook.com slash udmma, and twitter.com slash udmma. Also, follow me at Wago and check out my other projects, such as Addicted to Anime, on megapowersradio.com. For more information on that, go to facebook.com slash addictedanimefans, and also check out Wago Rants, available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and stephenwago.com. Is it too late to make a trade? Yep. <laughs> bollocks. Just curious, what we were Fucking do? bollocks. I was going to drop Damien Sandow and pick up Seamus. I have Seamus. Yeah. Oh, well, pff, he's dead <laughs> with a toaster. All right, Peyton, round us out here with the plug. Uh, all right. If you uh, enjoy listening to us talk wrestling, join us every single Monday night on MegapowersRadio.com's Raw Post Show. Obviously, the time that is is after Raw happens. If you couldn't figure that out on your own, no wonder why you get our asking questions wrong. Uh, it's the most interactive post-draw experience <laughs> available. We like to hear what y'all got to say. You can call in. We have a chat room. It's a fun time every single week. I mean, half of these freaking ridiculous jokes form over there because that's where we're allowed to just free form it. Although the weird thing is it seems like we're getting sillier on here and we actually had a legitimate wrestling discussion on the post-show this week. So we're kind of getting it backwards lately. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Uh, follow me on the Twitter at M-R-P-A-D-E-N. That's Mr. Payton to see all the other cool things I'm up to because uh, I get around, you know, like a, like a sock. Yeah. Those socks. Those socks they have a reputation around. for those socks. 
Alright guys, so next week we are going to do our full predictions for the Wrestlemania card when everything is finalized. After that we're going to review Wrestlemania of course, and then it's up in the air. We haven't quite figured out what we're doing the two weeks before Extreme Rules, so if you have any suggestions, leave them below. Tell us what you think about Fantasy League and everything else that happened on this week, or leave a comment below. Stay tuned to all the other stuff that we have coming your way. Check out that contest that's going on, and everything else for SmartOutMoment.com. For everybody else in the panel, I'm Tony Mango. This has been another Smarkout Moment, and we're being counted down. Do it. All right, do I'm it. recording. Go ahead. Why aren't you doing it? Do it. Uh, do it. Uh. In a world where outros do not exist, one man, one kid, the hick kid, goes out and brings out the outro in everyone. Drew White stars in Outro for Life, featuring Anthony Mago as the host that won't let him host Smack Talk with Mikey P and Steven Wago. Sean with blue hair makes an appearance on this week's episode, so stay tuned because Outro. Kate on Stone, I'd bang her. Fuck was that? And had that yeah, have anything to do with the fucking Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah, we just all agreed on the Hall of Fame. Oh, we did, my man. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to see where you were going with it to see if you pulled it around. Yeah, but I, no. was like, I was like, he's doing an odd build for this, but all right, shit, all right, I'll go for it. Hope the payoff. Okay, 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 okay. There's no payoff. In the world, mania feud, where the outro is the one thing the fans tune in for the hall of fame where a lot of these jokes make it into the hall of fame and the outro bob core holly stars with Don yeah just do the fucking whole thing <laughs> drew is an asshole he is an ass fuck your white can't do the outro right. I like this. I agree with it. <laughs> there, just end it there. Start where I said uh, and then end there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got the, the fuck up weird thing from Drew. <laughs> the fuck, Drew? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly did not hear you say anything with all the fame. You just like, uh, anyone would do the outro? I was like, ah, sure, I'll do whatever. So that was fucking abysmal. In a world where the outro is the only thing people care about, Drew White goes out and makes an outro for the ages with Steven Wago telling him that his outro sucks. And that's when you uh, tell me that I fucking suck. You already did that. Fucking suck. And Mike Payton time cows him. That's when you time cow me. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) What are you, Kevin Steen?